Welcome, everybody, to episode 89 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. I'm Corey. Today we're going to be talking about remakes that we want to see from classic NES, Super Nintendo, uh, really any anything classic considered uh, th- at this point, even Nintendo 64 games. Um, this was actually a suggestion from, from a fan, and we, we decided to go with it for this week. So, um, Oh, today is April 4th, 2013, in case you were wondering the date, if you're listening to this in, you know, much later in the future. Uh, teasers, stuff we're going to be talking about later on in the episode. Um, the Aftermath Battlefield 3 map pack. Uh, ridiculous Fishing is going to be talked about later. Also, the LucasArts uh, studio being closed down is going to be talked about later, too. Uh, and then Spec Ops The Line is going to be talked about later, so... Uh, let's get into nibble bits, Corey. What do you got for us for nibble bits? I have three nibble bits. Uh, in honor of the shuttering of Lucas Arts, Raven Software released the source code for two of its games: Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Outcast, and Jedi Academy. Uh, both were games that Raven Software developed for Lucas Arts. They stare. I don't. I don't know if you'd call it official press release, but they said we loved and appreciated the experience of getting to make Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Outcast, and Jedi Jedi Academy for Lucas Arts as a gift to the persistently loyal fan base for our Jedi games and in memory of Lucas Arts. We are releasing the source source code for both games for people to enjoy and play with. Huh. Excellent. Um, I think Will's going to get into that a little bit more more yeah. on the Lucas Arts stuff, so I won't get more into that. GameStop shares hit a three-year high, uh, mostly for anticipation of the next-gen consoles and GTA V. We've talked about it a little bit in the past, how GameStop is still sort of relevant because it's a good place for the consoles to be sold. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of people get their consoles. So it's it's they'll probably have a good year this year, and then we'll see what happens from there. Right. Uh, the shares, as of the... As of publication of that report, I forget what day it was, but they were at $30.07 a share, which mm. is pretty good. Yeah. Speaking of GTA Five, Rockstar released the cover art for their new game, GTA Five. What does it have a subtitle? Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. Same old game, I think is what it was. <laughs> GTA Five, same old game? Yeah. I like it. Same old shit, different release here. <laughs> I think that's it's... the one that Call of Duty's going with for their uh, next game, too. Okay. <laughs> It's not surprising, then, that it has the same collage <laughs> style. Yeah. Uh, was okay. that you, Corey, that tweeted, uh, this looks familiar? <laughs> <laughs> I got a chuckle. Nice. Okay. Well, thanks for that, Corey. Yep. Eric, what do you got for us? I got a few here, Danny. Great. Um, sorry, Will, to disappoint. Um, the next Call of Duty Black Ops 2 map pack is coming out April 16th. It's called Uprising. It's going to have four new multiplayer maps, Magma, Encore, Vertigo, and Studio. Studio is a remake of Firing Range. Oh, yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. I think I remember it. I hated it. Is there, like, trailers around the sides, kind of? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I know which one that is. And a new zombie adventure called Mob of the Dead, and that comes out April 16th, like I said. Cool. Um, I know you're getting it, Will. Oh, I'm pumped. I'm going to buy it right away. Yeah. Um, the average salary for developers in 2012 was eighty four thousand dollars. It's a little higher than I expected. Yeah, that's pretty decent money, right? They said it was up about three grand year on year. Huh? I don't know. That's I a lot of money. Up eighty? Yeah, well, from eighty one thousand. I, I mean, it, I guess it's it's probably kind of selective. Yeah, it's probably not easy field to get into. It says sixty four percent of developers made more money than they did last year. 
Oh, that's good. 29% made the same and 7% made less. Uh-huh. So. Cool. That's, yeah, that's I guess that's, that's good stuff. Um, and my last one, this is a rumor. Not confirmed, but Robert W. Baird, who is an analyst, says that Microsoft is to reveal their future platform next month, being May. Oh, okay. So. There was rumors that it was going to be April. I yeah, believe. I think r- March was rumor. I think yeah. they rumored like GDC. I'll tell you what, it's going to be one of these months. Yeah, it's got to be sometime. <laughs> unless they just they scr- never revealed it and just, just released it, launched it, it. <laughs> just showed up in stores one day. Considering how good the PS4 is looking, that's probably a terrible idea. Yeah, but agreed. Okay. Yeah, and oh, I should. I my roundtable is going to be about some stuff that came out about the Xbox 720. Okay. That's very possible. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right, Will, what do you got for us? Um, my first nibble bit is Dynasty Warriors 8 is coming to North America and Europe July 16th for the Xbox 360 and PS3. Um, what the best part about this article is one of the comments somebody made is, is, I can't help but wonder how many more school shootings will happen in America now that the <laughs> sequel to one of the most horrific, realistic gun terrorist training simulators has been announced. <laughs> and that's a little callback to everybody blaming Dynasty Warriors, whatever, for... Was his name Ryan Lanza or whatever? Yeah, going crazy. No, at the, we're not using his name. You use the wrong name, but we're not going to. Oh use his yeah, name. the Connecticut guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I thought that was hilarious when I read that. Nice. Um, Bioshock Infinite City uh, in the sky, Columbia got recreated in Minecraft. I don't know if any of you saw I that. I saw it. Wasn't it awesome? Pretty awesome. I mean, I don't know what it looks like in the game, but it looks right. like pretty, pretty sweet awesome. is what they made in Minecraft. It's amazing that they can do that. I know. It was incredible. I almost texted Eric saying, let's play Minecraft. I, we should. I, I, want, I would love to be super good at Minecraft Do you want to build something awesome. Let's play tomorrow. Uh, I can't. Is there such a thing as being good at Minecraft? Or yes. Yeah. There absolutely being, is. It, it's got to be being artistic, you mean. Yeah, being patient. Well, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I'm probably going to get on there and I'm going to jack shit that anybody wants to see, meaning I'm not good at it. You'll make a penis and then play <laughs> Well, again. Corey, the only person who wants to see that is you, so. I'd love to see your artwork penis. I have uh, very Seen limited thing, so. I have very limited experience with Minecraft. I played it on, on my Nexus, yeah. uh, and it was awesome. Yeah. Even, even with all the touch controls and stuff. It'd be much better with, like, a controller. I've had it for months. Me yeah. too. I can't play tomorrow, Will, but uh, you know what night? I think Saturday night, maybe? Okay. You want to do that? Yeah. All right, let's, let's do it. Oh, I was going to ask you to play Portal. Saturday? <laughs> yeah. All right, Will. That's all right. Sorry. You didn't even fucking buy it, Corey. Not yet. All right. <laughs> Will, you're back in. Yes. Wait, I'm not... You just said, all no, right. I would have no. picked Minecraft. No, you wouldn't have. Yes, I would have. I don't think I want to play anymore. Corey brought his attitude with him again tonight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, my last nibble bit is, according to a very legitimate source, the next Call of Duty is going to be Call of Duty Ghost. And uh, and it's rumored to be a next-generation release only. Huh. That's a bold move. It is a bold move. Corey, it, it was you the one that told me that, right? What? That the next Call of Duty is going to be a next-generation release only? Likely, yes. Likely. That's a, that's really bold because they're not going to sell the amount of copies that uh, they otherwise would if they put it on the old systems. Maybe too. The, Won't they, Dan? Yeah, they will. I think that uh, if if Call of Duty, the next Call of Duty, is coming out only next gen, you're you're they're not only going to sell a lot of copies of that, but you're going to see a lot, a lot more consoles. consoles that maybe not have sold. They're going to now. Well, there's that, but also like there's not 70 million of the new console. Right. 
Yeah, there's only going to be there's only going to be probably by Christmas, you know, three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand systems. They wouldn't do it unless Microsoft and Sony made it worth their while. Yeah, Yeah. I think that was probably their strategy. Um, There's a whole bunch of people that play video games, but their video games to them is Call of Duty, right? Right. And they're going to want to buy the new Call of Duty. They're going to be like, oh, I don't have the thing I can play Call of Duty on. Plus, it'll sell on PC too. I need to get that. Mom, Dad. I need a new system. <laughs> How much, honey? How much, bro? Yeah, but do you How think much, it's gonna bro? be? Do you think it's gonna be considerably more than three or four hundred thousand systems for each? You know, for each system. I don't understand the question. Like, like you know, Call of Duty. How many copies of Call, Call of Duty? Ten, twelve million copies. Yeah. Uh, they're not gonna come near that with just selling on the new systems. They're not gonna be ten to you know ten to twelve new new. 10 to 12 million new systems out, right? No, but like I said, they wouldn't be doing it if, if Microsoft and Sony didn't make make it worth their while. Right, know? and and Call of Duty, I mean, it's it's still like a really good-selling game you know months, m- six months later. You, you know? know what pisses yeah. me off, too, about this? Not only that it's a Call of Duty game, but the fact that it's going to be harder for me to get a console now <laughs> right. because of these dicks. Right. <laughs> Dickweeds. Yeah. You'd think I, they could have just had one more generation on the old systems. Wouldn't you imagine, Dan? Yeah. But no. Uh, I mean, when you put one out every year. Yeah. God. Nels 87 in the chat uh, says there will be some sort of bundle. Oh. oh that's uh, Undoubtedly, there's that, going to be a bundle man, of Call of Duty. That's rotten. That's just rotten. And, it forces and, me to buy. If, I, if the only way I can get a console is if it comes with Call of Duty, <laughs> I'm not getting Not doing it. Not only that, Corey. Don't forget to pre-order your season pass for $60 for all the downloads that come with it. God. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> More maps. Tack it on. Also the 50 for Elite. <laughs> so tack on another 110. Did, did we figure out what what Elite was? <laughs> no. I, th- I think we tried to figure it out I, one day. Eric went to the website, but it wasn't working. Oh, that's right. It it's like sense. Waypoint, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Except not free. And not cool. The last time I knew it wasn't free. I don't know if it became free. I think it wasn't for... Modern Warfare 3, but it was for Black Ops 2. Oh, really? I think. Okay, that makes sense. Um, you know, I know I really know my Call of Duty, so that's <laughs> a really good source. I uh, love all the Call of Duty bashing going on right yeah. now. Anyway, uh, that, that's it for Nibblebits. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, my Nibblebits, GameStop CEO Paul Raines, uh, probably somewhat self-serving uh, move, vouched heavily for Microsoft's new system, calling the Xbox 720 a, quote, very hot, compelling device uh in a talk with the games industry international he went on to say that there's been a lot of excitement in the gamestop stores uh, and he has no doubt uh excitement for for the ps4 i should say uh, he has no doubt the xbox excitement will ramp up once the system is announced so oh well, no i absolutely agree with that but it better be good shit yeah because i mean you get excited regardless right yeah but yeah am i going to be more excited than i am for the ps4 which i'm still really excited about and that's been we, we we shall see. We'll be talking about that a little bit later, won't yeah, we? Certainly will, Sounds Daniel. good. Uh, with the closing of LucasArts and scrapping of all its projects, Star Wars 1313 has been scrapped, which we already mentioned. Um, it has come to light that the bounty hunter in the game would have been Boba Fett. So the game was about Boba Fett. Um, the, it was going to be centered around Boba Fett, I should say. George Lucas himself actually wanted the game to be about Boba Fett. Um, but that was... Already, that was that might have the, been the best decision he's made in the last decade. Well, that's what a lot of people said, and I agree with that. <laughs> but we'll talk more about that later when we talk about the whole LucasArts closing. On um, then my last note a bit is 
MSI or MicroStar International has announced their new line of gaming motherboards. Uh, these new motherboards are designed with the fastest possible connections for better response times for your inputs, like mouse, keyboard, uh, etc. The board also comes with a killer network interface card for better internet connections, uh, sound blaster cinema for better sound, optimization for up to three graphics cards, as well as a number of overclocking options. Three graphics cards? Three graphics cards. Is yeah. that even needed? No, no, I wouldn't say so. No, just um, need my console. Th- but like, I I really can't see the better response time for inputs. I never felt any latency between my mouse and my game. But I don't know. We'll Somebody probably did. I'm sure someone's noticed, but I'm not one of the those millisecond. People. Yeah. So, uh, that's it for nibble bits. Let's get into our weeks. Eric, how's your week? Good, Dan. Uh, I actually did something this week, so nice. I have something to talk about. I went to the Sabres Bruins game on Easter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a bit of a laugher. Uh, it was only two nothing. It was two nothing. It was zero zero going in the third. But I mean, they just the, the Sabres look like shit. I, they couldn't complete just like a four foot pass in yeah, front of them. Couldn't and get out of the zone. I had my Tyler Myers jersey on, and he was so bad. <laughs> I mean, the puck would come. He literally like dropped his stick a couple times and just easy catching a pass. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just. It was terrible. They missed, like, three open nets. I, mm. I don't know. It was fun, though. I had really good seats, and it's always a good time going to a live hockey game oh, yeah. anyway. Definitely. Um, I did get to go to Mighty Taco, which if you're, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, which you, if you're ever in Buffalo, you should do. Yeah. It's better did than have, Taco Bell. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you have bloody underwear afterwards? <laughs> That's <laughs> Chipotle. Well, Corey, yeah. what happened was uh, I didn't go the night of the hockey game. Because I had already eaten, and I told my girlfriend, I was like, if they're open before we go tomorrow, I'm going to stop. And I stopped in the morning after we had free breakfast at the hotel. So I wasn't hungry, but I wanted to get something. So I picked up a couple of tacos for the old road, and they got nice and soggy on me. Nice. And they were still really good. Yeah. So I can only imagine that had they been fresh, it would have been just fantastic. But no, I didn't get bloody underwear. Um. No. Like I said, that's from Chipotle, yeah. and I can vouch for the bloody underwear. Chipotle away. Yeah, Chipotle. In the South Park episode. Ch- Chipotle away. Chipotle away. Chipotle- I thought it was Chipotle away. I don't know. Whatever it is. Yeah. Same thing. Either way, yeah. it's supposed to clean blood stains out of your right. underwear after you get done eating Chipotle. So, yeah, that was uh, that was a good Easter. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. Nice. I think. Oh, did, did you... <laughs> Did you want to talk about hockey now or yeah. later? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, they had the trade deadline, mm-hmm. uh, which was yesterday at 3 o'clock. And the Sabres, they're, they're in rebuild mode. They traded their captain, Jason Pominville, away, uh, which I'm fine with. They got a pretty good deal back for him. A couple yeah. of good prospects and a first and second round pick. They traded a couple of decent defensemen and got a bunch of more second round picks. Um, I think they did a good job. I'd like to see him move Drew Stafford. Because he's a scrub, right? <laughs> he's making way too much money for not for not being a scratch, yeah, for being a healthy scratch. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to to see what they do this off season because I think they're going to have quite a bit of money to spend, and mm-hmm. I don't know who any of the free agents are yet or anything. But I'm looking forward to it. Nice, Rangers, Rangers fans, guys. I let Corey do it. He Chime knows in. more than I do. Corey. You know, I was I was just uh, I was okay with them getting rid of Gabrick, sending them to the Blue Jackets. Who they got back, I texted uh, my dad and Will, saying they're not worth much, uh, in my opinion. 
and then it turns out the new guys in the game against the Penguins last night combined for eight points. Yep. Uh, Ryan Klo got his first goal of the season and scored for the Rangers uh, in his first night. And John John Moore, the John Moore. Little, the little defenseman from Columbus, yep. got himself a goal. Uh, he's only got not very many. But that might have been his first goal of the season, too. And Derek Broussard put one away, too, which is nice. Did Klo uh, have two goals? Good... Goal and one assist. of them had two goals. I think it was Klo. Klo? Or he had goal and two assists or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it was nutty. It was a great game. It was against Pittsburgh. I know Buffalo had ended the streak before that, yeah. but the, the Rangers uh, had a boat race against them, 6-1. Wow. That's great. Part, give, yeah. give Pittsburgh a losing streak. Yeah, yep. our teams did it, huh? It's always great when Pittsburgh loses. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. But uh, it, it's it's a little bit worrisome to me because they played such an open hockey game like they just kind of it was more about their talents rather than the system that the rangers played because you got three new guys in the lineup four, four new guys in the lineup four yeah sard clo dorset dorset didn't play he didn't play um yeah so just three, three new guys but still like the lines were all shuffled up zuccarello's fairly new they were just kind of kind of playing to their strengths rather than what they've been taught to play and maybe that accounted for the explosion on offense i'm not sure pittsburgh didn't look great so i'm not giving the rangers too much credit Flurry played well, but uh, he was pretty frustrated. At one point, he flicked the puck up into the stands off his stick. He should have been fresh. He had the night off before. Or no, you know what? He came in because the Sabres were lighting Vokun uh, up. That's yep. right. He, he relieved him after the first period? That's right. Yeah, he did. He was not happy. But uh, I know I'm, I'm happy they needed, to get, they needed to clear some salary, the Rangers, to be able to sign some of their core players in the offseason. So I thought I'm it was talking. a good move too, Corey. Yeah, I'm fine with Gabrick leaving. He wasn't doing much here anyway. Okay. Uh, Nashville, I guess I'll give an update on Nashville real quick. Um, they traded Scott Hannon, who really didn't do anything for them this season. Uh, he looked bad most of the season. He was almost last in the league in plus-minus, um, which awesome. is just not good. Yeah. What position is he? Defenseman. That's me, man. Yeah. Uh, so he, he was terrible. So they traded him for a pick. Um, but the, the big trade that they made was with Washington that happened right before the end of the deadline. They traded Martin Erat, um, a longtime predator. I think he's been on the team for like eight or nine years, maybe even 10 years. Um, they traded him and, uh, a minor leaguer, Michael Lotta, who's, who's like a, a power forward type of guy who, who doesn't mind dropping the gloves. Uh, so I was excited to see him come up, but they traded him for Philip Forsberg who is a, a, a Swedish player. Hasn't played uh, in North America yet, but um, I guess he's a very highly touted prospect. So, um, you know, maybe he does, this Philip Forsberg guy is going to be the offensive dynamo that we need. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping. I've got my fingers crossed. He was a first-round pick uh, last year for Washington, uh, 11th overall, I think is what it was. So uh, I I, their season finishes up soon, so it's possible he could play for the Predators this season, but it's more likely he'll play for Milwaukee. They usually like to have their players play for Milwaukee for a season or so um, before they get called up. But, you know, I didn't want stripes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I didn't want to see Iraq go, but apparently he wanted to get traded. So if he didn't want to play for the team, I understand. He'll score more points for uh, – he's a talented player, score more points for Washington than he ever would with Nashville. So Is uh... – Michael in Minnesota, a wild fan. Has he ever? Yeah, yeah. He is. yeah, I think so. That's where Palmers went. Yeah, I'll be rooting for Minnesota in the playoffs. There you go. Minnesota. 
Um, so yeah, it's uh, you know it's sad to see Irak go, but if he didn't want to play for them anymore, I understand. Uh, and it's too bad too because he had he had been on a pretty good point scoring streak. I think he had had like ten points in six games or something like that. So, but we'll see what happens from that. They they're actually playing right now. I think zeros so, zeros into the first. You think that you think that was the Predators kind of thrown in the towel for the season? No, I don't think so. Um, they they have a lot of injuries. So, um, like I said, they were sad that he wanted to go. They didn't want to trade him, but I think what they got back for him is 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 good value. You know. Yeah. Um, but n- not like if they had sold a bunch of players, then I would have been concerned. But um, you know, I think think they still have a shot. You know, they're certainly missing one of their better offensive players now. So we're going to probably score even less, but we'll see. And I know that the team will never make the, Oh, we are, you know, our, our best offensive players are hurt. Um, but I will make that excuse for them. So, um, you know, Colin Wilson and Mike Fisher are two of our better offensive players. Uh, Colin Wilson's our best forward. Um, and he's been out for six or eight games or something. So that doesn't help, but we'll see what happens. So everybody's pretty happy. Well, fairly happy yeah i'm happy with what we got back yeah like i said i was pissed that they traded i'm like why would they do that yeah. but then i saw that he wanted to be traded saw so what they got back and yeah i'm like okay he'll, he'll be good in two years hopefully yeah. that's good so all right so that's it for hockey anything else you want to talk about eric um no i well i i'll bring this up i didn't see the exact quote that steve johnson from the bills had i don't know if any of you have seen this i saw your twitter thing i don't know exactly what he said but he was making light of the north koreans threatening to nuke us Uh which is a whole different podcast yeah um and he said something about maybe they should drop a bomb on foxborough (laughs) new england (laughs) yeah yeah where the patriots play and everybody is just fucking pissed off at him about it i'm like and one of the Bills fans tweeted, why don't you all just unclench your butt cheeks for yeah, a few exactly. minutes? Yeah, exactly. It's just you know? a joke. Relax. He doesn't really want them to die. Right. Okay? It's just, we'll, we say that about... Uh... He said it. He must want it. Right, yeah. Must be. <laughs> Nobody ever jokes. No. We used to always say that about Fenway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I meant it. I'm right. sure Steve Johnson didn't, though. Right. <laughs> no, I, you, can't, you can't say anything without pissing no, somebody off. you really can't. But he made, so. like, all the fucking... Stupid. The formal apology. No, he didn't. I would. And I love that about Steve Johnson. He doesn't care because he he knows he didn't mean it. Yeah. But he made all the like uh, gossip news and stuff like that. Stupid. Yeah. Really? For the same. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. Johnson declares war on the Patriots (laughs) (laughs) through North Koreans. (laughs) I can see the headline. That's funny. Okay. All right. Anything else, Eric? That's it, Dan. All right, Will. What do you got for us? Um, not a whole lot. We're on spring break from school right now. So basically to celebrate, I've been trying to get my computer all fixed up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to reinstall every single game that I had that's taken probably three or four days to yeah. do all that. Um, I had a lot of stuff on there. And I'm still not done. I'm actually on my last couple things, which is Guild Wars and The Secret World. Okay. Um, One of the downfalls of having to download all your games is after you have a well, I should I should chime in because I I've been fixing Will's computer uh, on and off when I could for the past couple weeks now, and uh, after you know his motherboard had had 
it, w- it wasn't dead, but it was dying. So I swapped out the motherboard. And when I booted it up after the mo- starting up the new motherboard, the USB port still wouldn't work because there was a driver issue um, with the new motherboard in Windows 8 not recognizing the driver. So I still couldn't use a keyboard and mouse to do anything. So I had to do a system refresh. Well, I could that wouldn't work from my USB port or my USB uh, um, emergency start thing Mm -hmm. that i made for it uh that wouldn't work because it wouldn't it wouldn't do a system refresh on a drive that the boot thing wasn't on so that didn't work um luckily mom kept a really old ps2 keyboard that we had had oh yeah um so i could plug that in and it recognized that because it was ps2 and not usb ports um so i could go in there so i finally got into windows with the keyboard and using all the keyboard commands got the got the system to do a a system refresh and reset all the drivers and everything well that happened um you know will obviously lost pretty much every all of his games and apps and stuff so had to re-download those um and then you're having trouble with your windows key yeah it's asking it's asking me to react or activate my uh cd key for windows a everything works but like, I don't know, it's telling me I can't use some apps until I activate the Windows 8 key. Yeah. And I, the email's long gone with the key in there. Yeah, which I was always under the impression that Windows 8 didn't need to do that because it's a system refresh. It's not deleting anything, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't I, – I hadn't actually read of anyone having that problem. The other problems I had read about on the Internet, but I didn't read – and no one's had that same problem. Yes. So, of course, that happened to you. Sweet. So we're, so we're working on that now, too. Another hoop I have to jump through. Yeah. And I need to get another wireless card for it. Yeah, because the new motherboard, it, his video card is so big it blocked the spot on the new motherboard where the wireless card was supposed to go. So I'm having all sorts of luck. Yes. But, um, but we're, we're almost there. It's working now. Yeah. I, I'm Like I said, I'm downloading the last like two games, which was Guild Wars and The Secret World. Mm-hmm. And I have Guild Wars like updating right now because okay. there's a lot to update. Yes, there is. So... Got that going. Uh, like I said, spring break, so no school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. All right, uh, I'll go next real quick. I don't have a weigh-in this week, actually. Uh, a couple of reasons for that. I, I'm back at work this week. Um, also, the only time I weigh in is in the morning. Uh, and I, I forgot this morning because my uh, alarm clock is a little bit off and I've been a few minutes late every day. So I, I forgot to do it and didn't get the chance when I remembered to as I was running out the door. So no way in this week. But it's also partly because I've ate like a fat pig all week and drank like a fat pig all week. That boy, Dan. So that's part of it too. Uh, but, you know, starting next week, I think the last time I weighed myself it was – I weighed 246, which is four pounds over what I what I weighed at the end of last week. So – um, I will have some weight to lose again, but, you know, I'm well aware of that. Um, but because I'm back at work, uh, my, my wife's off this week, so I was able to work. Uh, I finally got to listen to the Gabe Newell episode of the Nerdist podcast, uh, which was great. I definitely recommend anyone that's that's uh, into the more gaming industry type of stuff, um, which if you listen to this podcast, you're probably at least somewhat into the gaming industry because we, we kind of talk about it a lot. Uh, definitely give it a listen. Um, I think the the, the man's uh, uh, very smart. I, I would call him a genius. Uh, he's definitely ten steps ahead of everyone else um, in his his thinking of where the industry is going. Um, I, I think the the company seems like a really solid company. I would love to work for Valve. I don't know about you, Corey. After listening to that, no, I want to work for EA. You want to work for EA? <laughs> Me too. I, I would love to work for Valve. The only thing is, is I don't feel like I would have anything to contribute. <laughs> not having it, not having any skills. 
That's I want to be. I want to work somewhere where I'm the smartest person in the room. Right, and I don't think that would happen at Valve. No. Um. But yeah, because of that, like, I the the company seems so like solid. I want. I would would have bought some Valve stock, but it's a private company, so you can't buy any stock in it. Um. But one of the things he said, I thought I thought was funny. Uh. Now, and he said it. It was either in October, or November. There was two parts to this. One was recorded in november and one in october but he said uh to never lie to the internet which i thought was funny with all the sim city stuff going on right now <laughs> yeah um Aww. i wish i wish they had listened to that uh episode of the nerdist podcast before they <laughs> went and tried to lie to all the sim city buyers um so yeah there's that i really really enjoyed it um he seems like an interesting dude he's got got a lot of cool stuff to say on on where he thinks the industry's going and um, I was just as interested in the games episode as I was the gaming industry episode. So, good stuff. Um, working on Will's computer, talked about that. Angel, yeah, so that's it for me for the week. Corey, what do you got for us? Holy crap. I lucked out and bought Spec Ops The Line in the Darkness 2 for $4. Nice. Wow. Can't go wrong with that. Combined. A Gamefly deal. Gotta give Gamefly some credit. Yeah. Not only uh, did they have the deal, it was actually $5, but I looked at Kotaku's Money Saver, and there was a coupon code for a dollar off the $5. Oh, perfect. So I got both games, 4 bucks total. They're normally $30 each, so I saved 56 bucks. That's awesome. Which is incredible. Yeah. And I played Spec Ops. I'll talk about it in, in what we played. Okay. But, uh, Gamefly is good about it because I didn't even have to. I have their client, but I didn't have to download through their client. You buy it. They send you Steam codes. You download it on Steam. Yeah. That's what I like about Amazon, too. They do the same thing. You can just get the Steam code and, and put it into your Steam and download it then or download it later. Or you can download it directly from Amazon, too, if yep. you want. All's well. I also yep. had a birthday. Hey. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Something. Six. Four. 20, Twenty-one in five years' experience. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I wanted for my birthday to drink scotch. I wanted to get good scotch, but I don't know the difference between good scotch and bad scotch. So I just Money. got middle-priced scotch. I got a bottle of Dewar's. Tried to sit there and drink it. I had one glass on the rocks, and I was like, this isn't happening. So I just switched to wine and drank a bunch of wine. Uh-huh. This is actually the night before my birthday because I had to work on my birthday. Did you did you get good and shitty? Eh, not terrible. Okay. I was fine. I was coherent. Uh, but the after my birthday, uh, or on the day of my birthday, that Monday of, I went to work, and uh, afterwards went to a bar with some friends called the the Stags Head here in in New York that had some some good craft beers, but also had chicken waffles. Ooh. Now I love I love chicken and waffles. It's one of my favorite meals, but. The way they make them is it's almost like a buffalo wing syrup. So it's like a spicy maple syrup with your chicken and waffles. Huh. Which turned out to be a lot better than I thought it was. Yeah. It was really good, but to me it wasn't chicken and waffles. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it wasn't sweet. It was more buffalo wing spicy. Uh-huh. Which kind of bugged me a little bit. Right. Uh, and then afterwards we were all – it was me and – three of my friends uh we were all leaving everybody's going home because i had to work the next day and me and one of my friends walked to the train together and on the way he pulled out 240s <laughs> this is in midtown Manhattan. <laughs> 240s because uh, i told him as a joke that i wanted to drink 40s on my birthday uh-huh. we we're old english in brown paper bags <laughs> and we walked through midtown drinking 40s oh that's fabulous 
It was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, at first I was a little worried, but the, the more of it I drank, the less I cared. Yeah. And, you know, there was there was no issue. And I don't think anybody seeing us walking around with brown paper bags is really going to care. Right. Nice. <laughs> but that was how my birthday was spent. Uh, my girlfriend has something planned for this weekend. I don't know what it is. but I do. Eric knows. But, uh, yeah. Okay. That, that was my birthday. All right. Well, congrats on another year down the shitter, Corey. <laughs> right down the shitter. I will say, of all my most recent birthdays, this one has been one of the more celebrated, which is rare. Except uh-huh. for the one where Eric took you to the Rangers-Sabres game. That was, that was very celebrated. I just mean, like, time period-wise, because I, I had, know, like, wow, Corey. You... The day of and... The day before. The day before and, you know, this coming weekend... I don't know. Last year, all I did for my birthday was drink wine at my parents' house until I threw up, and then I went to bed. <laughs> That's a good birthday, too. I'll never forget that one, actually. <laughs> Get shit-faced at your mom and dad's house and can't even stand up. That's fun. So, my girlfriend was embarrassed for me. Oh, there you go. Bless her heart. I told her it's all I wanted, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would, like, he got to embarrass them at, at some point, you know, keep some Keeps them on their toes, you know. All right, uh, that's everything. I believe so. All right, well, yeah, we're... I just want to say uh, back for nibble bits, just briefly. I didn't tweet it, but I did read the article. The CD Projekt Red said The Witcher Three will port to the PS4, no problem. Oh, that's good. Just good, good. Biatchin. Yeah, that is a good sign. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break and be back with our main segment on games we want to see remade uh, right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 89 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. Uh, as I said earlier, today our episode is going to be about remakes that we want to see uh, from, from classic games, obviously, but uh, uh, range and range and time frame, probably. Uh, before before we do that, we actually have a lot of new Twitter followers, and we have a Stitcher like and a Facebook or a Stitcher favorite and a Facebook like. So we're, we don't have any liquor, really. Corey's got a little bit of liquor, but over here, I've only got beer so we're actually going to start drinking for that now um as opposed to waiting until feedback starts so Corey, i don't know if you're going to do shots now or if you want to have a beer but i'm grabbing a beer right now so yeah i'm going to do some shots i'm so jealous of you right now Corey. i'm drinking uh blanton's the original single barrel bourbon whiskey and it is 46 and a half percent alcohol that's Oof. 
pretty high. Yeah, so, you're going to get schnockered. So that's for our <laughs> Stitcher favorite and our Facebook like. So we'll have 10 more after that. Does anybody know how to open this? No. I'm drinking a Guinness. Twist. My wife got me a six-pack of Guinness and a $20 Steam card for Easter. Oh, hey. Yeah. Nice. How great of a wife do I have? That's good shit, man. Well, that's the only way I was able to afford the Age of Empires <laughs> game, too, by the way. <laughs> it's because I got a Steam card for oh, Easter. Like Dan and I have been digging deep for our games. Mm-hmm. Same here. Oh, man, that's good. I hate it. Sorry, brother. Can't wait to work again. <laughs> I you... typed, because <laughs> I can't figure out how to open the bottle, I typed Blanton's Whiskey, how to open, and the first result was, how do you open a bottle of Blanton's bourbon? Uh-huh. So it's a common problem, apparently. What well, do you think, Corey? What's the answer, Corey? Plastic-like piece or ring off the stopper. Oh, okay. Corey, you look very pale. He looks like a vampire. <laughs> well, I, I think I think it's the, the whiteness of the monitor glowing on his face. I think that's what it is. Yeah, he looks... Nah, he's a vampire. <laughs> that, too. He's a spar- he, the sparkly he, kind. Oh, this is nice. Are you guys seeing this? <laughs> what do you got there? This puppy. Ah, I'm so jealous. Oh. I wish I could smell. I wish I could smell it through the monitor. Ooh. Does that smell pretty potent? Does it? Yeah, it smells like nail polish. <laughs> it's gonna taste good. I'm very jealous. Well, are you guys thinking for me? Yeah. yeah. I want. It? I want you to try it, and I want to know how good it is. Uh, I have a Hooter shot glass as well. Beautiful, classy. The the slogan on it reads "delightfully tacky." Yeah, I'm yeah, fine. Fine. Yep. I'm not quite sure why you're using a shot glass, considering that's your own bottle of bourbon. This is a great little bottle. It reminds me of like a health potion in a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, I kept seeing at the liquor store, and I wanted to buy every one of them. Mm-hmm. You could easily go broke in that oh, place. God, Dan, I could clear my bank account out in 20 minutes. <laughs> Just Once buy we... one bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah. That'll As we do start it. our merchandise line, we can make video game-themed booze. It's like healing potion. That's a good idea. Shut up, Corey. Don't say that. I'm cutting that out. He keeps fucking giving away all our good ideas. Cut, all of I'm his good ideas. It out. That, they are mostly his good ideas. Oh, it's always a good Corey idea. <laughs> Every episode. I think together we might have... There, there might be like 15, and I might have accounted for one. I've had Corey's none. got 14 of them. The with? thing is, is is they're good ideas in that the ideas that they come up with on It's Always Sunny are good ideas. Mm-hmm. That's true. Cheers. That's point. Cheers. Prost. Okay, so anyway, let's get started on our uh, on our episode. Um, yeah, uh, remakes that we want. Uh, this was actually a suggestion from, from a listener. Um, was it Idaho Jake or Ryan, Ryan in Iowa? I was wondering myself who it was. I don't. I don't recall when I read the Idaho thing Jake. last week. What, it was Idaho Jake. I think so. Okay. Um, yeah. He, oh yeah, because he had talked about the uh, the Ducktales remake yep. for Nintendo, and he wanted to know what games we wanted to see remade or rebooted. Uh, so I, we went we went with classic games. I don't know if he meant specifically Nintendo or or what, but we kind of went with just classic games at this point. I honestly wouldn't have been able to come up with like five games I wanted to see for for Nintendo remade um there cuz there's just a handful of them but uh let's get started I'll go first uh my fifth game that I want to see uh rebooted or not rebooted but remade is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade for the Nintendo 
It's a game I really like. Uh, I think one of us played it a little bit during an episode or maybe hanging out together, and it didn't really hold up like I thought it would. But, uh, you know, I think uh, some some tweaking and, and modern modern control um, standards, I yeah. think, would help that game a lot. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite movies, too. So um, I did I, I thought it was good for a, a an officially licensed title. Um, I would like to see that remade and like I, I was trying to think when i was doing my list like what games i would like to see completely remade and what games i would like to see like formatted for a, a widescreen television you know and i think this is one i would like to see like new graphics um the overhaul know. yeah the overall um and not just uh widescreen formatting you know well new story or same same story same story same 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 type of game just better graphics is is what i would like to see with indiana jones and last crusade so uh based on the movie or the or the book the movie is there a book (laughs) no oh i was gonna say no yeah because it's one of my favorite movies of all time so i really like the game because of that um so yeah five is indiana jones and last crusade for me and uh Corey, go ahead Mine is one we've talked about in the past, Defender of the Crown. Uh-huh. Actually developed by one dude. Uh, his name is Kellen Beck, and it's a strategy game from 1986. It was on PC, but then it was ported here and there. It's set, the, the, the game is set in England in the Middle Ages, uh, and you are one of several factions fighting for the throne. But what I like about it is all the different types of gameplay in it. It's, it's essentially a bunch of little games packed into one uh-huh. uh, with a greater theme. Uh, you can engage in, in battles with your armies. There's looting and sieging of castles. Um, there's jousting contests. There's just a bunch of weird little things. And the only thing I could come up with to compare it to is Sid Meier's Pirates. Yeah. In that there's there's different, just different ga- whole, whole gameplay sets you can do. There's the dancing, there's the ship battles, there's the raiding of the towns. And they're all totally different things. Am I thinking of the right game? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a very simplified Crusader Kings two, right? Very very simplified. Yeah, but I don't even think you do that stuff in Crusader Kings. No, you don't. It's just menus. But that's that's what the like overlay of the game is like, right? Yeah, but I feel like that's a little misleading because it's it's more gameplay than that. Right. Yeah. Like you said, it's like Sid Meier's Pirate. It's a cross between Crusader Kings and Sid Meier's Pirates. Sure. How's that sound? In, yeah. And what I like about it that a lot of games don't do anymore is it's medieval, but there's no fantasy. Yeah. Do are any do any games do that anymore? Is is chivalry like that? I have no idea. Eh. No, but I I agree. It's just just medieval and no no dragons or magic or, or anything like that. Yeah. It's something that dwarves. something that should that should happen. So I was doing a little bit of research and I found out it's actually available on iOS for three dollars. Ooh, um, the original game though. And there was, but there, however, there was a remake in two thousand three by Cinemaware, and it was called Robin Hood: Defender of the Crown. Not the same, right? Not necessarily the same, no. But I, I, I just feel like there's a lot in that game that uh, would translate well to an audience today. Yeah, that was a cool game. I never did very well. I always died kind of early in the game or got wiped out. I don't remember how exactly it worked, but um, I remember getting money and using it. You had to buy, like, knights 
and soldiers and stuff for your army, right? So you could take over other places, if I yep. remember correctly. It was a very interesting color palette, too. Wasn't exactly pleasing to the eyes, right? <laughs> Wasn't the landmass like a really bright, weird green color? Yeah, although for the time it was considered graphically uh, superior to its peers. Yeah. Yeah, that was for Nintendo, right? That was the one we played. Yeah, the NES. Okay. Uh, I guess the best version of it was on the Amiga. I'm sure. Okay. So that was your number five, Corey. All right, moving on. Eric, number five. Uh, My number five is Sunset Riders Uh for uh, Super Nintendo. I remember playing this at my friend Ryan's house all the time. We used to just play shit out of it. Uh, I actually started as an arcade game. I didn't know that. Um, came out in 91 for arcade, and then uh, 93 for Super Nintendo and uh, Sega. Um, it's basically, you can pick one of four bounty hunters at the beginning uh-huh. of each level. Uh, one uses a shotgun. I think one uses two pistols. I don't remember the other guns. I think I always used the uh, shotgun for whatever reason. It was a Hispanic guy with, uh, what are those things called? A poncho or whatever. Oh, the, yeah. No, I don't it's know. Huh? Sombrero? No, no that's not the hat, hat, Corey. The machete? Sure. The, the blanket-looking yeah, thing Yeah, the blanket that was over his shoulder hiding a shotgun. Oh, a shawl. Shawl. Rug. shawl. <laughs> yeah, it's a shawl. But anyway, at the, be- you know, at the beginning of each level, they'd show you a wanted poster for the for the villain and what your reward was. And uh, the co-op was really fun. And it was just a side-scroller shooter. I uh, think a little platforming here and there. And... A lot of good co-op going on. You can get power-ups for your weapons, and I don't know what it was about it, but, man, did I play the shit out of that game. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see that one. Uh, you know, I like something. There's something that I like about Westerns. Okay. It's not done very much. No, it isn't, and I feel like it could be done more. Yeah, and the ones that are, I don't think, come out very good. Right. Uh, I think a Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Um, did you play Red Dead? Red I, Dead? I didn't. I've always thought about it, but you guys never talk very highly of it. It's you probably want, worth a shot if you yeah. can find it cheap. If you want a nap, <laughs> I've got so many other games to play. Yeah, so. yeah. At this point, it's probably not worth it. But right, yeah, I like it, Eric. Well, it doesn't have a steep learning curve. <laughs> yeah, because because you're dumb, or because I'm <laughs> stupid and I have a low attention span. Short short attention span. <laughs> yeah, you love just going well, into I, towns killing. I don't people. think you would like it because it's Grand Theft Auto in the Wild West. Yeah, so. yeah that's true. Um, <laughs> I got I got some good westerns uh, recommendations for you. We can we can chat about that later. Video okay. games or movies? Movies. Oh yeah, because they're not oh. video games. Corey, good, yeah. bad, and the ugly. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. I mean, there's oh, barely yeah. barely any talking in it, and it's fantastic. Yep. And the song uh, "Ecstasy of Gold" in it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Metallica comes out to that every one of their concerts. I oh, love that. Oh, my God. That's a classic uh, kind of cowboy song, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. That's, huh? that's my favorite Western. But anyway, that's my number five. Had a great time playing that one. So. Okay. Sunset cool. Riders, check it out. Will, number five. Um, my number five is Killer Instinct. Yeah, oh, um, that's a good one. It's a really good one. I remember being like seven or eight at birthday parties and me and my friends all crowding around the TV and playing that game. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was basically, I don't know, not a Mortal Kombat clone, but it's very similar to Mortal Kombat, and uh, it's a game that I played a lot when I was younger. Um, and I don't really remember too much about it. I remember some of the characters, like I remember the fire dude was Cinder, mm-hmm. and then there was the glacier guy who was Cinder, but with uh, yeah. ice. 
and I, I played as Orchid. Orchid was um, she was chick. really fast. Mm-hmm. And then there was the skeleton. I don't remember his name, but there was that like one, like dog-like creature. Yeah, I oh, I'm blanking on names. Names, yeah. Well, we've talked actually talked about this game. We um, have yeah, a little bit. A couple. I don't. I don't know. A couple months ago, probably. Yeah. And we went over all the characters' names, but uh, yeah, Killer Instinct is. A good fighting game. I'd like to see a uh, reboot for it. Was there a Killer Instinct two? I'm not Killer sure. Killer Instinct Gold. Gold. That was. I believe like... it was a 64 title. Okay. Someone. But will it's, it's interesting it you bring that game up, and I was hoping somebody did because I saw this right before we went on the air. Uh, the headline is is on MTV Multiplayer. It's Fox and Microsoft figure out Killer Instinct trademark situation. Oh. I guess Microsoft recently reached out to Fox because they both sort of have a trademark for the phrase for the, or for the title Killer Instinct. Fox had a TV show called Killer Instinct briefly, mm-hmm. and just recently Microsoft reached out to them trying to get that resolved. For what reason? I don't know. A lot of people hope it's because there's a game in the pipeline that they yeah. want to make sure it's cleared. Well, it. W- yeah, uh, Killer Instinct was was a rare game, right? Uh, yeah, but yeah. for whatever reason, Microsoft owns the Microsoft bought Rare. That's why they own all their IPs now. Yeah. Okay. Um, Killer Instinct Two was arcade only. Okay. It came okay. out in '96. Um, Killer Instinct Gold. Killer Instinct Gold. Let's see. Nintendo 64, mm. also in 1996. Uh, yeah. Okay. Nice. Excellent. All right. So Will's number five was Killer Instinct. Uh, moving on, my number four uh, game I like to see remade is Baseball Stars for the NES. Uh, Baseball Stars, probably one of the most played games that I have from from Nintendo days. Uh, I feel like there was a remake done of this, or maybe a iOS port. There was an iOS, but it wasn't not the same game. Okay, no, I wasn't. Yeah. Um. I, and you know, I, this is a game that I would like to see remade with uh, better graphics, but I would still like to see the iso- isometric style of it. Uh, I don't think baseball lends itself too well to the whole three D thing, or anything. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I much preferred the the more iso- isometric baseball games. Um, the older baseball, the only like recent baseball game that I played that I liked was MVP two thousand five. Um, which was for the GameCube. Manny Ramirez is on the cover for that. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's right. Manny was just being Manny. That's when he was. Uh, I think he was when he played for Boston. Yeah, Boston. But that that was the last baseball game I played that I actually let, even liked. So um, I think I think baseball did did better in the older older games. Um, and you know, it, you could even do it probably with MLB teams, just as long as it had the same mechanic of you know you start your team with like nobody. Um, and you build them up by by winning baseball games and spending money on their stats. You know, um, all the players. It would be have to be like kind of like Ken Griff- Griffey Jr.'s baseball, and not use actual names of that players. That was a great game. Yeah, it was absolutely. Um, it, they they didn't have actual player names. You could change them to be actual player names, but which um, I always did. Yeah, I did too. As the Yankees. Yep. Um, that's a baseball game that still holds up. It's oh, still yeah. awesome even it's today. Fantastic. Um, like I said, I don't think any of the newer baseball games are are very good. You so. might like MLB the Show. Really. Based on what you're saying, like making your own guy yeah. and working him up through the system. That's what I liked about MVP because it's pretty deep. Um, you know the way that you can customize, yeah, put points into certain stuff for your guy, and 
I just feel like the ga- the baseball games nowadays take so freaking long. They take forever. Yeah, That's I don't. One fi- of the things I love about FIFA is the games are fifteen minutes. Right, right. Playing a freaking nine inning baseball game is yeah. like painful. Uh, yeah, I feel like you, you, could, you could get through it faster when it was like like a more arcadey baseball stars yeah. type of game. So although you can sim when your guy's not playing, right? It still takes too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he's waiting for an at bat or whatever. Okay, so yeah, my fourth game I'd like to see remade, uh, Baseball Stars for the NES. Corey, what do you got? Number four. Uh, I'll piggyback right off that and say my number four is also Baseball Stars. Okay. Wow. Uh, it came out in 1989 for the NES, right? For the NES, NES, yep. It was a NES game. Mm-hmm. Uh, developed by SNK, and like Dan said, uh, all the things that made it great was, was just the fact that it was sort of sort of an RPG in that um, you're able to create your players and create your teams, and as you go through the season you collect money from wins and one of the stats on your players is called prestige, and the higher their prestige, the more money you earn for a win. Yeah, yeah because they would attract more fans to the baseball they would, game. They would attract more fans, and uh, you could use that money to purchase upgrades for your players, and that's sort of how you developed your, your players and your team. I also like that you could have male and female players, not to interrupt you. But that was, was kind of different. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I was going to say, a part of the reason why I think it would do well today is, A, it didn't at the time need an MLB license. I still don't think games need a license for the sport that... Um, no, I agree. Depending on the type of game you're making. If you're making a sim, then yes, you, okay. you need a license. If you're making a more arcadey, fun baseball game, you don't need that. And back then, they had names. The names of your players were Hank, Pete, and Babe. You know, we all know who they're referring <laughs> to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, we, you're we right. Can, if it's arcadey, you're right. We can use our imaginations. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Who's Dan Pete? said, one of the, what? Who's Pete? Pete Rose. Who? Pete Rose. <laughs> you know who Pete Shut Rose up, is. Will. <laughs> or are you too young? No, nah, I know Pete. Okay, Rose. I figured you did. Chuck Woolery. <laughs> and, and like Dan said, another reason I think the game would work well today is how it in- included women into the into the game. And the games industry is always looking for ways to look good um in in light of recent criticisms of how it's too male centric i think the, that would be a good well, way to do th- it that's actually going to be my roundtable discussion here's for later. A, here's a way that they might be able to sneak a woman into a a uh, sports game i don't know if any of you have seen do you know who Brittany griner is no she's a center for the baylor bears oh, women's yeah. team oh yeah she seems to think that she could make it in the nba yeah, there's no chance. Yeah. No. I feel like of all the pro sports, probably uh, NBA and NFL are least accessible for for a female player, don't you think? To, to play against guys or? Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, I think like, like yeah. I think because there was a, in the NHL, they had the, the, the female goaltender. Did they? Yep. Uh, it was for preseason game. Okay. But, you know, I think I think that's something that's doable. Well, goalie, I um, could see. I don't know baseball too. A forward, could, though. A, could a girl be out against guys in yeah, like on the ice, not Steve just goalie? Ott. I think so. You think? Yeah. God, I don't know, man. I mean, the little players get crushed all the time. Yeah, it's just a different. I think they could. It's I think a they will. Level of athleticism. Whoa. I don't know. It is. Whoa, Eric. It absolutely <laughs> is. I'm just messing with you. You can't argue that. Brittany Griner's great against college girls, but you put her against the best male basketball players in the world. Well, yeah, she'd get that's, dominated. That's why I'm saying uh, because of the 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 
size of the the players in the NBA and the NFL. I don't. I just. Yeah. I don't think like I even even small people. No, I couldn't but see I, it transferring no matter what the sport is. I, I think honest. hockey they could do, and I think I think baseball um, is probably their best bet. Maybe mm. yeah, baseball. <laughs> I don't. I couldn't see hockey. Baseball, yeah, I guess so. Golf but, too. Well, like golf. Be an interesting uh, experiment. Yeah, make a, a well, TV show about it or something. Yeah, and it, you know maybe give them give them a shot in a preseason game. Yeah. Well, part of the issue is they're they're brought up separately. Um, who knows what would happen if all along they were yeah. developed in the same leagues together from <laughs> if child, like children all the way up to the pros. If they're used to playing like uh, more physical style and against and that they, that kind of athleticism. And they start doing steroids like all the baseball players. <laughs> well, I mean, I think Brittany Griner's doing steroids. That's not the issue. Have you heard her talk, Corey? How big is no, she? I, I have no she's idea. She's big. She's about. like six seven. Listen to oh, an that's interview. really big for us. Uh, she can dunk. Really? Yeah. She's, she's great. She's she's she, she's a great basketball player in women's college, and yeah. she should go to the WNBA and be the best player in the league. Yep. Yeah. She shouldn't go to the NBA and be the worst player in the league. Do you think she should get a shot though? No. No, I Silly. think she should get a shot. Silly. If someone wants to sign her to like a, play a preseason game, I think they should, that she should try it. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I shouldn't say I don't think she should, but why? Why waste your time? I don't know. I don't know. It'd be good publicity for for a team that maybe doesn't doesn't have a good fan base or whatever to to give it a try and I, see what, I how it works. I don't think in the the NBA's realm of fan base that it would be good public publicity. Yeah, that's a good point. You see what I mean? I don't know. It's like putting Coldplay on the NBA 2K13 soundtrack. Right. Yeah, because uh, in the, I think it was in the early 90s or mid-90s, Maynone Rayom for Tampa Bay Lightning. She played a preseason game. Maybe not even a whole game. Maybe it was just a period as a goalie. See, I think hockey fans would appreciate that more Yeah. than the NBA crowd. Because they're more European. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, there's some great female <laughs> hockey hockey players that, I, that yeah. I, well, I, I think it would be awesome to see them play in like a preseason game. And hey, if they were good enough, I wouldn't care if yeah. one of them got signed to a contract. I, that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, if they're good enough. Yeah, it, I mean, if the if the GMs are willing to do it, I guess then that's a tangent that we should probably move on, move on from. It's fun fun especially, discussion though, especially for this male dominated podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm all for a female voice. If if someone wants to come here once a week to talk, that's fine. Get yep. Brittany Griner Let's on get here. Tyler back in. Tyler. Tyler's a good, good choice. But, Dan, just uh, jumping back into baseball stars without any sort of segue. Yeah. Uh, part of the reason why it went so fast was that they had the 10-run mercy rule. Oh, that's I right. I remember that. I do. Yeah, so if, if you know, you're playing some the scrub team down the road, you could 10-run mercy them. Uh, and it had to be, if you were up 10 runs at the end of an inning. I didn't know this. I read this today, that if you got up by 100 runs at any point, you instantly win. Really? Yeah. I never came close to that, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I was ever close to that either. Hmm. Well, I guess if you got a good enough team, you could probably manage that. But um, Interesting little fact. This was number 28 on IGN's list of top 100 NES games. Okay. I could see that. It was a great, great game. Great game. It was one of those games that once you started playing, you didn't want to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you just wanted to keep building your team and building your team and building your team. And seeing that money come in. Yeah. It's all about that, that chatter. Definitely. Okay, Eric, number four. Number four for me is a Nintendo 64 game, um, 1080 Snowboarding. Okay. Did any of you play that one? I did. It was great. I loved that game yeah. so much, and I was looking over games and forgot about this one. And 
It's on the virtual console, apparently. Oh, okay. And I would love to play it. Um, but, man, this is another one that I just could not put down. And I, I was looking at some of the, on Wikipedia, some of the scores that it got when it came out. Yeah. It didn't get anything below an 80. So that's pretty good. Got a 90 overall. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, it's just a good snowboarding simulator. Not not too arcadey, which is what I didn't like about SSX snowboarding. Right. I wanted something a little more realistic, and I yeah. think 1080 was a good mix there. Yeah. Um, yeah, just really big tricks, and that part wasn't necessarily realistic, but just the feel big of the air. game. Yeah. yeah, big air and... I don't know. For the time, the graphics were fantastic from what I can remember. Um, well, that's because it was in 1080p. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one, it came out in 1998, I should say, too. Okay. Um, yeah. If you get a chance on the, the virtual console, check that out for sure. I forgot to uh, put all my dates on mine. But, yeah, that that you're absolutely right. That was a great, great yeah. snowboarding game. Let's... I think when I had first heard about that game, I was like, snowboarding video yeah. game? That sounds stupid. It, it does. But, man, it's like... I'll tell you what. It was Honestly, when I saw that game on the list, I was like, God, that's one of my favorite games I, that I've played. Yeah. I just remember playing a shit out of that game. Yeah. I, I think Nintendo that. 64 had a lot of those because oh, I felt really that did. way about Star Wars Episode One. I was like, that game sounds stupid. And then the episode one racer, and then when I played yeah. it, I was like, "This game is it was fantastic. freaking awesome!" Yeah, sixty four was a great system. Yeah, it was absolutely. All right, Will number four. My number four is not a Nintendo game. It is Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know if we we're going to go to PlayStation. Yeah, one. doesn't That's matter. Fine. Classic right. games. So yeah, uh, I did Crash Bandicoot. It's made by Naughty Dog. I don't know what year they were made in. I don't know mid nineties, mid nineties probably. But uh, yeah, made by Naughty Dog and Crash Bandicoot. I don't remember a ton from it. But I remember being pretty young and playing a lot of it because it was one of the only PlayStation games that we had at when we first got it. Uh-huh. Um, between that and Final Fantasy Tactics, I used to play that a lot. I know you. it was a platform. Was it a platformer? Yeah, it was like, it was a, like a 3D platformer. Yeah. And you go through levels and you uh, collected all the, the apples and stuff like that and like the one pa- like mask power-up. Uh-huh. And it made you like be able to do all the spins all like really fast and you're yeah. like invincible. Yeah. I just had a lot of fun with that game. It was a great game. Yeah. I never played that one. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I'm I, looking. I'm curious because um, we haven't seen much of Crash recently, have we? No. Crash Team Racing came out in 2005. Crash Boom Bang was a Nintendo DS party game. Ooh. Came out in 2006. That's it for Crash um, Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot Nitro Kart 2 for iPod touch and iphone came out in 2010 huh and that was the most recent so nothing in a while yeah, for Crash nothing, Bandicoot. yeah nothing good in a while all right the last the last main series uh was crash mind over mutant came out in 2008 for ps2 playstation portable 360 wii and ds hmm all right i wonder if it didn't do well and that's why i haven't made a crash bandicoot game I know people were surprised that he wasn't in um, PlayStation All Stars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? That is surprising. Now that I think about that, that's very surprising. He was he was sort of the he sort of launched the PlayStation, right? He was there at the beginning. Yeah, I think that was one of the he was one of the mascots of of PlayStation. Do you remember those yeah. commercials with the guy dressed up in the in the mascot suit? Yeah, the PlayStation. Yeah, that was fun wow. stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of surprising he wasn't in the game, or that game. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, but number, my number four is Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. All right. Uh, my number three, Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Now, this is one I don't want them to change any of the graphics on. Uh, the only thing I'd like to see is them format it for a widescreen format, you know, a 1080p. Um, probably my... Eh, well, no, it's not my favorite Super Nintendo game, but it's up there. I don't even know if... Did I put that on my top five list, the Super Nintendo games? I don't uh, think I did. I, so. I don't think I did. Um, but it's a great game. Uh, holds up even today, like like many of the Zelda games. Uh, like I said, I do not want them to change it at all other than to format it for a, a widescreen television. Um, yeah, it could be a virtual console game. I don't care. Release it on PC. Or I think even... it is on the virtual console. Is it? Is it? F- a lot of these might already have remakes that oh, I'm just look. not aware of. What if they added co-op? Ah, co-op would be okay. That'd be fun. Yeah, because there was a Game Boy title that was a co-op that came out similar shortly after that. Uh, the Four Swords. Yep. It is yeah. on the virtual console. Is it? Does it say if it's formatted for widescreen televisions? Probably not. I don't think the Wii is really no, formatted for high def. Doesn't, doesn't say. Okay, it's probably cut off. So yeah, my third game that I'd like to see remade is Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. But it's uh, it's not my favorite Zelda game. It's up there though. We should do an episode on Zelda games. We should. Now that I think about it, because there's so many of them. There really are a ton of them. All right. Need a Zelda expert. Yeah, I'm Billy. not. One, I'm not one of them. Billy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, he was on our uh, Skyward Sword episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. All right, uh, Corey, number three. My number three is a Blizzard game from 1992 called Lost Vikings. Uh, okay. It's a co-op puzzle platformer. The long and the short of it is that you control one at a time, or if you're playing co-op, you can, you know, one person controls one, but um, each person controls a Viking, and each Viking has their own traits. There's three of them. One has a shield, and for whatever reason, he can sort of use that shield to float around in the air. One of them has a sword and a bow. And one of them is uh, speedy, and he can slam into things and jump over things and, and do that kind of stuff. And it's like trying in that you use their unique abilities to get through the levels in the puzzles. Uh, you'll come to an obstacle, and then depending on what that obstacle is, you'll have to work together between the three to overcome it. I feel like there's a lot of room out there for these sort of smaller experiences on like PSN or Xbox Live Arcade. Oh, God, yeah. um, just like trying. Trying did very well. It was a great game. Those those three-player co-op experiences, people are looking for those kind of games, those kind of quick, uh, easily consumable couch games you can play with friends. But while I was doing the research, I found that there's a Flash version of the first Lost Vikings game online. Cool. So you're going to give that a try? No, I'm, I've, I've played it enough. But uh, there was a Lost Vikings 2 came out in 1997. But since then, it's sort of been a, a Lost Lost franchise for Blizzard. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. It's uh, they got to do something with it. Yeah, at some point. Agreed. You'd huh. think. Okay, Eric, number three. Ha <laughs> ha! All right, uh, number three for me. I've I've talked about this one before on here. Uh, Pokemon Snap uh-huh. from Nintendo sixty four, and I'm not even the biggest Pokemon fan. Uh, I'd barely call myself a Pokemon fan, but there was just something about that game that. It, it just, I don't know if it was a change from, like, having no fighting or a villain or anything, and the object was just to take pictures of cute little animals. Um, but I feel like 
I'm sure they've made strides with all the different Pokemon that they've released since that game came out in 1999. Yes. Um, and this is also on the Virtual Console. Um, they could do a lot with the scenery and, you know, the the areas where yeah. they would put the Pokemon. And I'm sure there's a lot of cool-looking Pokemon now. And I don't know. I think it would be really fun. And I remember some of the Pokemon were really hard to get pictures of. And they could probably do some cool stuff with puzzles and stuff like that. And they, mm. Here's an idea for yeah. you. Pokemon Snap 2 yeah. on the Wii U. You take pictures of the TV with your controller. With the, the yeah. monitor, the thing on the... You came up with the best use for that thing. That's the best game there is for the Wii U, Dan. Well... It's not even out. Shit, I probably should have just... I probably should Dan have kept my mouth shut. Idea. Dan threw out his second good idea. I should, probably should have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> I Corey, like it. Corey, how do you feel about that? I like it. I like it. I still like the uh, augmented reality Pokemon game where you snap pictures with your cell phone out anywhere. I love that. That'd be sweet, too. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely another one on the virtual console that you should definitely play if that, you haven't before. That, I haven't played it, and that's one I want to try. It's so fun. I probably will get it for the virtual console. Yeah, you should. It's a blast. I spent a lot more time on that one than I thought I would. Right. And and if they were to release another one, and I had a Wii, another, I would get it. Another uh, another Nintendo 64 game seems dumb. Taking pictures of Pokemon, who cares? But it was great. Right, exactly. It was so fun. They just did everything so good on that system. I don't know. That was a player's choice, which is like uh, greatest hits now. Okay. Player's choice million seller. Nice. So. Which at the time was, was huge. Huge. Now you sell a million games and you're like, failure. Mm, yeah. Sold one and a half million, it says. Okay. All right, Will, number three. My number three is Unreal Tournament 1999 uh, version. I think it, I don't know if that was the very first one, but it was an earlier one. And uh, um, I don't know how what the most recent Unreal Tournament game that was made, but I specifically want that one to be remade because I played that game a lot on the computer back in the day, and I had so much fun with it. It's your you know, classic Unreal Tournament formula, you know, where you have uh, a game full of either computers or people online, and you do different game modes like free-for-all, capture the flag, and stuff like that, but uh, that ga- I think that game would benefit from getting a graphical reboot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, putting more guns in the game, too, from, like, more recent Unreal Tournaments would be good. Mm-hmm. I just I remember so much about that game. I remember a lot of the maps, uh, like, for Capture the Flag that I used to play. Like, that one that was in outer space, and it was the two blue and uh, red towers yeah. that were up on either end, and you could get on the very top and, like, snipe people, like, as that's, they spawned. That's the one I played of that map specifically is the one I remember playing a lot of. Mm-hmm. I didn't play it that much, but that's always the map, map that I went to. Yeah, it was it was a great map, and like I said, I used to get onto the uh, the top part with the sniper rifle and just get monster kills from sniping people like crazy, mm-hmm. heads blowing off. You were being that guy. Yeah, I was being that guy. As a... Eight-year-old? Probably an eight-year-old. However old you were. I always say you guys made me uh, turn the, the the gore off because you didn't want to get yelled at. That's that's what it was, too, is we didn't want to get in trouble. Now look at me. Yeah. So so violent. You're a maniac. I'm on edge. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Unreal Tournament 1999. Excellent. All right. Uh, my number two, Pokemon Red Blue. Yeah. Another Another thrown in the ring for Pokemon. Nice. This one I would like to see, because I, I had it on Game Boy, I'd like to see it done in color, full pixel art and everything. You don't have to change much about the game other other than making it 
full color and, and widescreen compatible. Uh, you know, this is one that could go on the virtual console, but, uh, yeah, a full, full remake of Pokemon red and blue would be great. I, I'm still kind of stuck on the original 150, 151 Pokemon. Um, I don't know if I'll ever adopt the newer Pokemon, um, just cause there's so many now at this point, I, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm old day. fashioned. Yeah. I, I don't like the kids and their newfangled Pokemon. No. Pokemon X and Y. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is I that ran out of colors? Is that what they are? What the yeah, X oh, and Y? That's what they're on now. Yeah. Oh, okay. What about Pokemon Fuchsia and Pokemon Magenta, Midnight, Goldenrod, Goldenrod? There's already Heart Gold. So, but yeah. uh, actually, Dan, there's the Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green. Are those full color? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Shit. See if you can. Well, I, sc- I screwed up po- again. Pokemon Fire Red slash Leaf Green. I didn't know if I should tell you or not. No, I want to what know these that? things. What system? Uh, Game Boy Advanced. Oh, uh, that's not really that colorful, Recent is it? Leaf yeah. Green version uh, came is. out in 2004. Yeah. Charmander's as red as can be and yeah, Squirrel's as blue as can be. Those are my dudes right there. I'm baffled. Charmander. Yeah, I had them on my Game Boy Advance. I had both of them. Did I have a Game Boy Advance? I'll tell you what. I did. T-Fury had a nice shirt up a few months back. Just a red shirt with a fake pocket. And there was a little Charmander peeking oh, out. Oh, I missed that. <gasps> chest. I must not have Chest seen... pocket? Yeah. That's I would have bought that. That's a great yeah. shirt. I, if, I didn't, if, if I didn't think my girlfriend would have dumped me for <laughs> buying it, I may have. She doesn't want you wearing a Pokemon shirt. She around. already makes fun of me for like my Calvin and Hobbes T-shirt that I have. And Calvin like, and Hobbes is brilliant. I told her I was like, I grew up with Calvin and Hobbes. Like, yeah. I had all of the comic books. You don't yeah. understand. She's too. Young. She's too young. She's yeah. too young for Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I should have bought it. Looking back, that was a pretty sweet one. You you might be able to find it. Yeah. Because um, a lot of times the artists have their own websites yeah. uh, that they sell their shirts on. So. I'll they're, see if I can find a picture. Of they're them. they're usually like pretty expensive though, because yeah. one of one of the artists that always does Doctor Who shirts, um, she has her own website, and the shirts are like twenty two dollars as opposed to ten. Yep. Yep. So, oh, I found it. Pokemon Red Blue, that's my my second game I'd like to see. Uh, you know, redone for redone. DS again. Uh, Redid re- redone Virtual Console probably. I would buy that in a heart or DS. Yeah, that's great. I missed that. I Isn't never that saw good? that shirt. That's fantastic. That's good stuff. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Corey, number two. My number two is also a Blizzard game. It's a battle racing game from 1993 called Rock and Roll Racing. Dude, I was so close to putting that on my list. I'm so happy you did. Yeah. That's great. It's, uh, it's a rad game. Yeah, you, it is. It's four players. Uh, the rest are AI villains. You do, it's like Mario Kart, you do your laps around the track, you dodge mines, you pick up health boosts. Uh, one of the playable ca- characters, interestingly enough, is Olaf from the Lost Vikings. Oh, I didn't know he was from that game. Yeah, that's what he's from. Uh, you can fall off the sides. Once your thing gets destroyed, You, you they put you back on the track with full health. But uh, unlike Mario Kart, a thing I really like about it is between races, you can upgrade your vehicles with the money you've earned. Of course, the better you do, the more money you earn. Uh, but the best part about the game was the instrumental heavy metal. Yeah. And just to be fully prepared, I listed the songs that were in the game. You guys nice. ready? Yeah. yeah, let's hear them. Paranoid by Black Sabbath. 
Born Born to Be Wild was on there. The Peter Gunn theme by Henry Mancini. Highway Star by Deep Purple. Radar Love by Golden Earring. <laughs> that was only in the Mega Drive Genesis version. Okay. Uh, yeah, Born to Be Wild by Steppenwolf and Bad to the Bone by George Thorogood. Okay. Golden Earring, one of my favorite band names ever. <laughs> That's pretty great. That that was a great game, and you know, I got thinking like if they had remade it. Um, rock and roll sucks now, but I feel like they like they could have put like a Green Day Blink One Eighty Two racing game together, something like that, and it would have been awesome. That was my uh, my main idea for it. The the licenses that they could put they could use now for that game it would be so much fun with, with the music and being developed by Blizzard it would be so out of character for them I yeah. think it would be awesome it would be it really would and uh, I talked about how you could upgrade your vehicle between races uh, one of the things I my knock against a lot of Nintendo games is how thin they are on the gameplay elements yes you know they're good at what they do but just speaking to uh, the newer Mario games as compared to Rayman, there's way more going on in Rayman as a platformer than there is in the, the new Super Mario Brothers games. And I'd make the same argument for uh, Mario Kart that, you know, it's a pretty simple kart racer for the most part. It's yeah. just mechanically solid. Um, and there's a lot more, I think, that can be done. And if they added some sort of system like they had in rock and roll racing where you could upgrade your vehicles uh, between races or, you know, just something something like that. Uh, I think it'd be, be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Eric, number two. Number two for me is uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer. Oh, good choice. 64. Uh, I, I mean, we've talked about this one a ton. Mm-hmm. came out in 99. Man, it was such an awesome game. Like, there's so many characters you could play as. Um, upgrading your your pod racer with all the different parts and yeah. what what kind of remake would you like to see? Just full gra- full on yeah, graphics? Yeah, just graphics. I, there's really not much that they need to change about that. Just a graphic update would be awesome. Yeah, the graphics for it, especially like when you're going, are are pretty good. But yeah. when when everything's not moving, like when you're choosing parts for your mm-hmm. your pod, uh, it it they're very blocky yeah. looking. Um. But, yeah, I, th- I think a graphics overhaul for that game would be perfect. Yeah, because everything else was pretty awesome on that game. Yeah. So you'd throw, throw me a new one with new graphics, and yeah. I'd buy. Chances are, though, at this point, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen, which, which sucks. Is, yeah. Because, man. Yeah. And then the, the racetracks were awesome, too. Yeah, they were. I remember going through, like, the canyons. I got I actually got stuck on that game on on two tracks that that I can't I can't get past. Um, I don't remember which ones they were now because I played it like two months ago, but it's really freaking hard too, and that's 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 a good thing about it too. Mm-hmm. It's it's very challenging. So as much as I played it, you know, I couldn't couldn't get that muscle memory back to remember where all the all the tracks, the little hidden spots yeah. that were supposed to go on the tracks, the shortcuts and, and whatnot. Some tight fits through the canyons, yeah. and you just but and it's God, it fast. Felt, yeah, it's really fast, but the controls were so good that yeah. it didn't matter, and it yeah. was just it was perfect. Yeah, great game, great game. Yeah, that's actually on my honorable mentions list. Mm-hmm. List. Uh, I don't know why I didn't actually put it on my list. I'm but. surprised you didn't. I thought for sure you would. Yeah, it's on my it's on my HM list. All right, well, what do you got? Number two. Uh, my number two is a tie. I actually have the same game Eric just had the Pod Racer mm-hmm. episode one, but I also had uh, Star Wars Battlefront one. I figured that was a little bit of cheating because it's a, a more recent 
I was gonna put that on my list actually. Were you? Yep. It's still it's fairly old. Yeah. Right? So we'll we'll count it. Yeah. yeah well, definitely. Since Eric just talked about Pod Racer, um, I'll talk about a little bit of Battlefront. You know, Battlefront is that uh, not grand scale war, but uh, they have the respawn tickets. So you choose a uh, character, either you know in any faction, the rebels, the stormtroopers, any of those, and you basically fight at a war. Yeah. And uh, there's respawn tickets, so if you uh, one of your guys on your team dies, one of your tickets goes down, and it keeps until it reaches zero. You guys keep fighting back yeah. and forth, and um, it's sad that that game might not ever be. I think that if they came out with a new one, um, would, if it, if it was a like a decent game, it'd be a gold mine. I yeah, oh, I think. God, I was sitting there thinking about putting this on my list, and I was like, man, they could really make some money on that. Yep. I'd just, play in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, would, yeah, I would too. I'd have it pre-ordered like nothing. I'd, it's surprising that they haven't. Because it's been a while since they've come out with the, like a like a good Star Wars game. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. that could have been the game. I think the la- I mean, other than the old the the old Republic MMORPG, I think the last Star Wars game I played was the Force Unleashed, the first one, mm-hmm. um, which was good but not great. It'd be a great Ouya launch title. What's that? Battlefield or Battlefront? Yeah. Is yeah. that some kind of uh, shot at the Oya Cory? <laughs> Let's just ignore Cory for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Cory's cut off. When he does his next game, no one say anything. <laughs> but yeah, look at him over there. He's just grinning from ear to ear. He's so <laughs> he proud he's of so himself. So funny too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm with you, but I think battle like a new Battlefront would be a gold gold mine. A gold mine. It would sell like hotcakes, yeah. and that's sad that it might not ever. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll be discussing that later. Okay. Uh, hint, hint. Obviously. Um, all right. Uh, my first game I'd like to see remade and or redone, rebooted, whatever. Uh, Earthbound for Super Nintendo. They keep talking about having, a, or is it they're going to release a new mo- new mother game? No, they're going to they're going they want to put it on virtual console, right? That's the yep. that's the thing that's going around. I know it's it's a big thing. Is that on the hubbub? The, yeah, that's a big thing on the on the Wii U, whatever their messaging system is. I don't know how exactly it works, but a lot of people are asking for for an Earthbound remake. So uh, I'm throwing in my my two cents, and I would also like to see an Earthbound remake. Uh, uh, that was my number one too. Oh, was it? Yeah. So. Okay. So me and Will are are in the Earthbound thing. Um, it's been a really long time since I've played it. Uh, the only way to get it now is through nefarious means. <laughs> Um, <laughs> or if you have, if you happen to have an old copy sitting around and an old system sitting around, you can play it that way. But other than that, the only way is to get the only way to get your hands on it is through, like I said, nefarious means. So, I bet you could get it if you have a Japanese, because it's on the Japanese Virtual Console. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Do, you could probably have it translated, right? I mean, or do they have an English version for the Japanese version? I don't know. Like it. I, That'd be interesting to find out, but yeah, Earthbound is it was a great game. Um, I, I there's not many like current day uh, games in general, but current day RPGs especially. So that was one of the cool things about it was the setting. It was kind of set, you know, during present day. It had a lot of pop culture references. Great stuff. So definitely like to see an Earthbound remake. Will anything to say about it? I not really. Just that game should be remade, yeah. or at least on the virtual console. Yeah, at, at the least. They'd be stupid not to. I think they'd sell a lot of copies of yeah, it. Yeah, because it's it's got a big following. Yeah. So. And I don't think it takes that much work Mm-mm. to do it either. So. Okay. 
Corey. I, for, I forgot our reasoning. I, did, I think it was like our very first episode we did reasons why Earthbound couldn't be. Yeah, we talked about it. I know music. Music, yeah, music. Pop problems. culture references. Was all that yep. stuff. Stupid. All right, Corey, number one. My number one, my numero uno is Tin Star. Oh, oh God, you by... know what? Another one I almost put on my list. That was going to go on my honorable mentions because when Eric said the, the – what was that game? The Sunset Riders. S- when he said that, it made me think of Tin Star, and I, I put that on my honorable mentions. I was going to say that, but go ahead. Developed by Software Creations, it's a rail shooter from 1994. Uh, interestingly, only released in the United States, I guess – the Japanese thought a Wild West themed game wouldn't work in Japan with uh, with robots. They're wrong. Yeah, so it takes place in what's called the Old West, but like Dan said, it's populated by robots. And your character is Tinstar, who is a sheriff. You only move the cursor around the screen. Um, like I said, it's on rails, and you're shooting enemies and canteens, which restore health, as well as some environmental things. You can play it with the SNES controller, the Super Scope, or the SNES mouse. A lot of fun. Yeah. Great game. It's based on, it takes place in the, the story takes place in the span of a week, and each day is sort of like a new level. And at the beginning of every day, you get to do a little training course where you shoot a canteen, and it spins up in the air, yeah. and then when it comes down, you shoot it again, and you can keep bouncing it. And if you bounce it enough, you can destroy it, and you get a, like, bonus money or something like that. I don't I don't really remember. Um, so they had that. They had the, the basic levels. And then they had the showdowns, which were fun because it'd be you and, and someone else in a, in a showdown in the middle of town. And you had to, the person would, as soon as the other character started reaching for his gun, you had to shoot the draw in the corner of the screen and then shoot the guy. And you had to do it really fast. Uh, so that was more skill-based than anything. But I think with today's technology, uh, even if even if they made it, with a light gun that came with it, packaged it with a light gun or something like that. I think it'd be a whole lot of fun. God, yeah. What about uh, touchscreen? iOS port. Now we're talking. Or iPad, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't that be perfect for it? Corey just that got a little perfect. chub, as far as I could tell. <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah. Uh, but just speaking to that, Dan, maybe why it hasn't happened is because I cannot find who owns the license. It was as I said, part of Software Creations, which sort of became Acclaim Manchester, uh-huh. um, which sort of, when that got sold, um, or liquidated, I should say, when Acclaim got liquidated to pay off its debts, um, I couldn't track where the Tin Star license went. Who bought it? Hmm. That'd be really interesting to find out. Like, it was just It was just the one game. There was no know nothing about it just yeah. the SNES title only came out in the United States and that was it and it was a it was a fantastic game yeah, mm-hmm. it was. no I think that would make the perfect iOS port or Android port maybe I'll make perfect. it my this week to find out who has the 10 star license yeah pull a few strings make a few phone calls yeah Call have your guys. people get with my people <laughs> that's yeah that's that would be that would be great on on like an iPad I can't even I can't even stand it. I think I got a little chub over here, too. Oh, boy, damn. Little chub being the key word there. That's the way to work one off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number one for Corey was 10 Star. Eric, uh, number, number one. Number one for me, and this is the first game that popped into my head when, when this was mentioned. I don't even know why I even remember this game, but uh, the Dick Tracy video game for Nintendo. Did any of you ever play that? 
I get this confused with uh, um, Roger Rabbit game. Okay, I don't I, think I, I played that. I one. get the the like menus and stuff confused. Okay. Well, the Dick Tracy was uh, a top down. There's different parts of it. There's side-scrolling for fighting, and then top-down as you're driving around the city. Um, basically, Dick Tracy, I, I looked up a little bit about him. He's a character in, like, a 1930s Chicago setting, mm-hmm. and he's a cop dealing with, like, gangsters mm-hmm. in that time frame. And the, one of the things that's awesome about this game and just that Dick Tracy, the whole thing with him, it's actually a movie they made in 1990, and the video game came out with it. Um, but there's, like... 15 different villains in it and all the villains are like there's something unique about them um let's see the one guy's name was the rodent and he looked like a rat was it a comic too it was okay yes um that's where all the stuff originated yep. from it yeah i actually pulled up a little something about the comic here uh the strip made its debut in 1931 wow okay so it's going back in chicago nonetheless uh, yeah, I, I just I love I love the idea of like old time gangsters, and Dick Tracy. He had this bright yellow jacket and trench just, coat. Yeah, trench coat and hat and like I don't know. All the villains in it were really cool, and I just remember you had to go and try and find clues that that tied all the villains into the different uh, levels. And oh, man, I just had a really good time playing it. I think they could. I don't know why more stuff didn't happen with Dick Tracy. He's a pretty cool character, and yeah. all, all the villains are really cool too. You know, it's almost like Batman, but more of a realistic. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that with all the remakes they're doing for movies, mm-hmm. that that hasn't come up. Yeah, I hope it does because that that rings a lot of bells for for people our age. You know, that yeah. was so, sort of stuff that we grew up with. Yeah, you know, even though I never, I, I don't think I ever saw the movie or I, like I know the character very well. I saw the movie, but I don't remember it. Yeah. I want to see it again. I just looked, actually. It's not on Netflix. Um, Probably on but, Amazon Instant Video. Yeah. Maybe. I I don't know. I just think that it, it could be an awesome game with the way things are now with video games. They could make an open-world gangster 1930s setting. You know what I mean? It could be yeah. awesome. So you're looking more along a license, like a re, like a, a reboot. Oh yeah, yeah, reboot definitely. For it. I don't think uh, the original would hold would up. hold up. I just like the idea of Dick Tracy and all the villains and the world that it is and the setting, mm-hmm. the time period, and all that kind of thing. It's like a noir, yeah, type of game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, What's Corey? Dick Tracy the movie came out in 1990, starring Warren Beatty and Madonna. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I think the the movie and the game came out pretty close. Yeah, like I said, I'm shocked with uh, Hollywood's uh, reboot happy mentality that they haven't they haven't picked that one up yet. That's weird. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of surprising to say the least. Uh, remember, honorable mentions. What, Corey? I remember having a folder, a Dick Tracy folder in like, elementary school, and not really knowing what it was. Yeah, Corey, you're probably a little young for that still. Well, in 1990, I was three. So. Right. Yeah, so you're a little, little so bit So what's the young. problem, Corey? It means I was in kindergarten and I had a Dick Tracy folder. That's pretty badass. <laughs> I like it. Badass. Uh, honorable mentions, I'll go first. I, I put Final Fantasy VI. I don't know if I want that necessarily uh, redone. Yeah. Um, no. Well, the only thing I can say is maybe formatted for widescreens. Again, I think that, that helps a lot in seeing more of the world when you're walking around. 
No. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Final I don't Fantasy. I want it to be a big mainstream thing. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven. They keep talking about. I did play the computer computer kind of remake of the HD remake, um, and it was worse than the original. The they only really did the character models, and I didn't didn't think they looked better. They look they stood out more and didn't blend into the world. So, eh. Uh, Star Fox is one I'd like to see re- remade. I almost put yeah. that on mine. The the first Star Fox, uh, I think Star Fox sixty four kind of pr- yep. holds up pretty well, but I think the first Star Fox redone would be really cool. Um, I also put Star Wars Episode One Racer, and then Mario RPG. I think Mario RPG uh, just redone with current day graphics would be amazing. Forgot about that one completely. Oh, such a good game, such a good game. But yeah, like I said, re- just redone with. Keep everything the same, but redo it with modern day graphics. I think that would be great. So those are my honorable mentions, Corey. I don't have any honorable mentions, but I just wanted to briefly address Final Fantasy VI. Uh-huh. I think if they ever did decide to remake it, I'd be there day one. I'm not yeah. saying I'd be one of those guys that's like, well, I'm not touching it. Um, but what I would, what I would really enjoy is if they did a spinoff of some sort or maybe a sequel of some kind um just because i think that world is really really rich and it would be great to revisit those characters in some way yeah and uh maintain the 16-bit sprite graphics i think it'd be awesome yeah absolutely so it still feels like you know like you're playing an old game yeah let me ask you this do you think that's something square can handle at this point and do well (laughs) Or do you think they'd screw it up? Because I, I think, think they'd they screw can... it. I think they'd screw it up. I don't think they'd. Well, I mean, yeah, you never know, really. <laughs> it all depends on who gets their hands on it, right? Final Fantasy. Somebody's pet project. Uh, yeah. I would imagine it would turn out pretty well if it got the the corporate green light and was full steam ahead. Everyone, everybody's project. All hands on deck. Yeah, they'd probably screw it up. Final Fantasy six two. I'm I'm in for it. I'm with you. As much as I I hate Square Enix right now, um, anything with Final Fantasy VI redone, I probably would do. I probably get it, even though I've I've been bitten in the past by them. But yeah, all right, uh, Eric. Honorable mentions. I only had one, um, and it was the wrestling game for Nintendo 64 that okay. I talked about. Great. I think it's No Mercy. Yeah. That seems to be the one that everybody loved that I could find. Yeah. Um, just a graphics update. Maybe a few more match-type modes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Same same wrestlers. I don't want any of these new guys. No, I don't know any of them. I don't really. care to know any of them. Right. Uh, yeah. Same game, just graphic update, some more game modes. That's all I need. Played the shit out of that game. That was fun beating people yeah. with baseball bats and chairs. It was great. <laughs> Yeah. It was a great game. That's back when I was into wrestling. Uh-huh. Well, it's not going to get published by THQ like it was the first time. Yeah. All right, well, honorable mentions? I had none. Okay. All right, well, uh, we are going to take a quick break and be back with feedback and roundtable discussion right after this.
Welcome back, everybody, to episode 89 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in our feedback and roundtable discussion segments. Um, Corey, did you want to do another drink right now before we get started? What do we have to do? What, how, what's the total? Well, we, we have to do eight more. Twelve the poo. Yeah. Twelve's the total. I've had one. I'm on my third beer, so we have eight more. So I got some work to do. Uh, all right, this is number two. I tell you what, after drinking a Guinness... Paps does not go down that smoothly. I don't like Guinness. I love Guinness. Um, it's better out of obviously when it's uh, poured out of a tap into a glass, but the bottles aren't bad. Or it's poured qu- directly into your mouth. I don't oh, yeah. like Guinness either. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a spring beer. I don't think I could drink Guinness in the summer when it's really hot. But it's like it's perfect for spring for me. It's kind of thick and foamy. The only time I like Guinness is in Irish car bomb form. Car bombs are pretty damn good. Hey, real quick before we get into it, I just fired up Kotaku. And their lead story right now is if you like Final Fantasy or Zelda, you need to play Evoland. I've heard about Evoland. Might want to look into it. Ten bucks on Steamer. It's, uh, I guess it captures a lot of the classic games like you play segments of of game you know it's their game but it's in the style of a lot of the, those older games mm. i was Sounds gonna bu- silly it was on gog for 8.99 i think oh yeah i'm at the go ahead and watch the trailer there you go um so did you do another drink yet Corey? unreal i'm doing it right now okay cheers <laughs> hey Corey, fuck you by the way uh, Kotaku's second article is entitled Bioshock Infinite is insanely ridiculously violent and it's a real shame. <laughs> you know, so you guys not... always give me so much shit about everything. <laughs> sure enough, a couple of days later there's an article about it. Well, Ken Levine came out and said um, that violence is... What, how, how, I don't even know how he said it exactly, but violence has been in, in the 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 arsenal of storytellers since since storytelling began which is right i mean beowulf was was pretty violent and that's from i'm not the i'm not contesting that 1100s. at all i have no issue with violence the only the only reason i brought it up was because yeah the violence is fine but the unnecessary and unrealistic amount of blood that's sprayed everywhere when you use the melee thing yeah that's just gratuitous it's not violent it's like a like a bad slasher film. Yeah, and it, there's no the game is above that. Like there's I no said. rhyme or reason. No rhyme or reason. Yeah, because I I I didn't I didn't notice it that much per se. Um, the game I noticed the violence in was Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't feel walking it around did, in the bloody river. It, it, heads. Didn't, it didn't feel out of place. Not at like, all. I didn't think it was it was gross. Quite in place, but I. It was fitting. Yeah. I mean, I thought. I, I agree, then. All right, let me call up feedback here. Well, I kept trying to enjoy, you know, the setting and the story in yeah. Bioshock, and every time I would wring someone's neck with the rail gun and blood would spray everywhere, I'd be like, oh, that's right. I'm just playing a video game. I forgot. Okay. Just took me out of it. I get you. I get you. All right. Uh, feedback. Let's see. Here we go. 
Uh, Twitter feedback. Uh, this is a Kotaku tweet. Uh, next Xbox will require an online connection to start games, but can tolerate a dropped connection, our sources say. I retweeted that, Dan, and that's actually my uh, topic of discussion. Yeah. Um, w mckeska 4h on twitter says that scares me and if it's true i'll be getting a ps4 if i even get a new console at all um yeah we'll talk about that later actually mm-hmm. during during roundtable uh idaho jake says for more feedback you should ask live stream listeners if they have any questions or comments after the main topic that's also a good idea i don't all oh, one or two of them yeah, i was gonna say i don't know that we have that many people right now but yeah i, I mean feel free to chime in and then Corey, are you're kind of reading the chat right yeah. Okay, I can't read the chat usually because I'm I have the the recording thing up to make sure we're re- recording cuz I've gone a couple times and had it froze or I didn't realize it started or it's not recording right. So I always try to pay attention to that. I, my, I can't. my video keeps cutting out. Does it? Mm-hmm. It's usually uh it's usually pretty chaotic, Dan. It's a good thing you just stay away. Yeah. <laughs> With the pretty, amount of uh, watchers. Chaotic. Um <laughs> So yeah, I mean, definitely if 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 there's enough people in the chat, we, you know, we would love to hear from them. Like I said, Corey will chime in with with stuff from from people from the chat. So there's that. Uh, Facebook feedback. Uh, this is from Ryan in Idaho. No, one. Ryan Ryan in Iowa. I'm sorry. Um, who says, "Hey fellas, here's the feedback that you all were requesting." I don't know if it's a byproduct of Corey being in studio, but man, I love the chippiness slash shit talking between Eric and Corey. Pretty <laughs> hilarious, but I still have a f- strong expectation of Eric and Will to keep up the rivalry as well. <laughs> First thing I wanted to point out is I highly suggest checking out those special lays you guys talked about a few weeks ago. They're all surprisingly good and different. Definitely not your usual chip. Uh, at the Walmart in my area, they sell a big sample bag of all six. Uh, also, so those little bullcrap fun size bags, uh, three of each flavor, uh, but for only two bucks. So getting a pretty good deal and good for sampling and sharing. So hopefully they have something like that in your area. Maybe Eric needs to pull some strings and hook them up at work. Uh, maybe on the next episode, get one of those and pass them around and review and rate them. I got some uh, opinions and would love to hear yours. Thanks about that. The other thing I wanted to mention is this article and have you read it and share it. Pretty damn funny, and I'm sure something Eric would enjoy since something tells me he would be fully on board with this at all the live sporting events he attends. Uh, And that article is uh, Game Streaming Live at Philly's Minor League Park in the Bathroom. It's uh, from Allentown, PA. Associated Press Story says, talk about streaming media. Is he, is he? He's eating Master Chief. <laughs> oh, Gimli, come here. <laughs> Gimli's chewing on one of our Master Chief stand-ups. Did they get him? That's fine. We have like six of them. Nope. That's a good spot for it, Eric. <laughs> nope. Nope. Right. Other way. Camera's up here. Um. Yeah, good. so Associated Press Story. Talk about streaming media. The Philadelphia Phillies' top minor league affiliate is set to debut what it calls a urinal gaming system at its ballpark in Allentown. The Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs uh, tapped a British company. which gr- Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs is a great name, too, yeah, by the way. Um, a British company to install the system in men's restrooms at Coca-Cola Park. It consists of a video display mounted above each urinal. When a fan approaches, the video console will sense his presence and switch into gaming mode. The guy aims left or right to control the play on the screen. 
The team said Thursday that Coca-Cola Park will be the first sports venue in the world to feature the gaming system. It'll be ready by opening day next week. Iron Pig's general uh, manager, Kurt Landis, says he didn't want to flush away the golden opportunity to entertain (laughs) fans. (laughs) He said the games are, wait for it, sure to make a huge splash. Those things are going to be broken within the first week of the season. Yeah, by the that's way. that's funny. That's really funny. That might work at the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs because they get ten guys there in the stands a game. Right. But you put that in an NFL stadium and that's with broken s- at the first game. Seventy thousand people. Yeah. But it's a cool, cool, cool idea. Idea. I'd love to use it once. Yeah. What about what about like a uh, asteroids or something where? It was actually uh, lit onto the back of the urinal, and you had to pee on the asteroids as they came down. That'd be, That'd fun. be fun. I I don't really usually use urinals. I don't either. I have a shy bladder. <laughs> Me too. And I so. fe- especially in that setting, there's people everywhere. Yeah. And you'd probably have to step back a little bit, and I don't want anybody to see my tiny wiener hanging out <laughs> as I shoot for the asteroids. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you 100%. Man. Yeah. 100%. Well, for the rest of us men, uh, I think that'd be fun. <laughs> I would have to wait till no one was in there. Uh, what if one of the go. big Bills defensive linemen was standing next to me? I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, that's, you just got to own it. You just got to look, oh, look Corey. at us. Be Corey. Like, yeah. his wiener and say, nice. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> nice. You'd probably leave me alone pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan finishes by saying, Finally, thanks for your mention of Dragon's Dogma on Amazon. I passed on Heroes of Might and Magic on the Xbox Marketplace and got Dragon's Dogma. And, of course, I went through your banner on your website. I'll be sure to let you know how I feel about it when I get around to it, hopefully after Tomb Raider. I thought it was still 40 bucks. Uh, since that that's what it was at GameStop and, of course, overpriced. Uh, thanks on that recommendation, and thanks again for everything, and happy late birthday to Corey, Ryan, and Iowa. So thanks, thanks for that, Ryan. Uh, yeah, always, uh, if you're going to be ordering games from Amazon, use our link. Even if it's something cheap, uh, it, they add up, and that definitely We don't helps, scoff helps at any dollar amount. Right, exactly. Uh, so let's start at the beginning. Corey and Eric, Corey and Eric in the studio. Uh Having a little rivalry going. What I think. We want to do, Corey. I think. I think you're keeping it up uh, tonight through long distance. Yeah, it's in the Brooklyn good. Brooklyn studio. Eric will keep pissing me off. <laughs> Corey comes in with his shit attitude. It's Thursday night. I mean, if we started on time, we'll <laughs> we, we're, we're, we're supposed to start at eight. I think we we got it? we were it was eight thirty ish. Yeah, eight. I think I think I saw. Yeah, it was. I was going to say that's pretty close to eight for us. I felt like we started early as <laughs> we, opposed to usual. We certainly did. I would definitely agree. Uh, let's see. Checking out special Lays. Has anyone seen them in the big bags? Damn, the, the only, only bags I've even seen at work are the Sriracha ones. Yeah, I, I think that's everybody's least favorite. Yeah, well, that's what we're carrying. Right. <laughs> Um, fuck's sake. Well, I have my, uh, my wife's dad works for Frito-Lay and he says that, um, the cheesy garlic bread ones, they can't keep in stock at all. They're sold out as soon as they, as soon as they get them. I figured because that's um, like the most appetizing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, chicken and waffles. We, I did have the chicken and waffles one and I thought they were very good. I think they're a little more common than the cheesy garlic bread ones. And, uh, you know, same thing. Like I, I don't really have an interest in the Sriracha ones. Um, I probably would try it, but I think. 
they only have big bags of them, right? Like, I don't want a big uh, bag of them. Where I work. Yeah, where you yeah. work. I haven't seen small ones. If we, maybe I'll make, God, I hate going to Walmart. Maybe I could make a run to Walmart just to see, see if I can get the sampler pack because yeah. I'd love to try them. I would love to try. I'd like to have a chip, but I wouldn't want to buy a whole bag because no. I know I wouldn't eat them. Oh, well, I would. And that's <laughs> the reason I don't want Right, to. exactly. So the little bags would be perfect yeah, for may- that. Yeah, maybe I'll see if I can round some up and we can do a taste test next week. Okay. That sounds good during round table. Yeah. That would work. Um, yeah. Oh, the- yeah, Corey, we'll, uh, we'll do it. You can just pretend that you're eating the chips. We'll send them through the webcam. You can chew on your cud while we eat our chips. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I think that's it for feedback. We haven't gotten anything new, right? Uh, no, I checked. No new Facebook messages. Uh-huh. Um, so okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I think I think Dragon's Dogma is a great game. Definitely. Uh, glad glad you glad you found it cheap on Amazon. That's that's the way to go. Can't wait to see what they do next with it. Yeah, uh, yeah, Dragon Sogma two. Was that the one that I'm too stupid to play? Yes. Yeah, it was. That's, right. That's the one. I'm surprised Corey likes it. It might be too violent. That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> I've got Kotaku on my side. <laughs> okay, I'm getting another beer. Before we start with round table. Uh, Corey, come on. <laughs> Turn that frown upside down. Cheer up over there, Sparky. Eric, there's some frowning. there's some blue carousel in there if you want to. No. That's not meant to be drank straight. I should have brought a bottle of booze with me because we went to the liquor store and bought a bunch the other day. I'm going to buy one next week when I actually have some money. You know what? Maybe I'll get some of that Dr. McGillicuddy's apple. There you go. Apple pie flavored. There you go. Cool. Nice lady liquor. Cool, Eric. Thanks, Will. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into some roundtable discussions. Um, Will, why don't you go first? I kind of want to weigh in on this. Yeah. I'm not really interested, Will, but go ahead. Well, I don't have to go. Just go ahead. You don't, don't have to, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, before we get started, uh, you know, as usual, thanks for the feedback. Uh, the more feedback, the better. We fill out the segment more. Um, Ryan in Iowa uh, carried feedback this week pretty much. Which so, was very so, nice. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. Um, also, like, if if anyone wants to hear us do a show on something, on some gaming topic, let us know if you want to. If mm-hmm. you have an idea for a show, um, we did uh, listeners' choice once, right? Yeah, we could do that again. Yeah, um, or you know, if if you we want, need more us, than two people to write in for what we could do that again. Listeners' choice. <laughs> I think we we, we had, had a fair amount. We actually had to leave some out. I thought. Last time. Yeah, I don't remember. I, we did have a lot more than I thought we would get, yeah. though, for our Listener's Choice episode. That was early. That was episode, like... That was early. 11, maybe? Yeah. That was back Golden in the day. Yeah, yeah, when we were real. When we were real. <laughs> also, we sold out. while since. we're talking about Ryan, uh, I just wanted him to know that I friended him on fa- uh, Xbox. Okay. I think he already knows that. But okay. I don't know what games we have in common, but if he wants to play... Does he... I think he has FIFA, right? I think he said that. Yeah. Nah, he doesn't. Yeah. No, I think he said he I wanted to play he, play in FIFA. Yeah, we should play something. There you go. Let's do it. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely. We we're always uh we're always open to show ideas, and um, if you have any questions, both related or not, you know, if you want to ask us something, um, probably one of us has an opinion on whatever you're going to ask. So we'll 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 freely share it. So, all right, uh, roundtable. We'll go ahead. 
Uh, my article is Disney shuts down LucasArts, cancels Star Wars 1313, and Star Wars First Assault. This is written by Jason Schreier. Um, basically, the article talks about how uh, Disney laid off the 150 or some of the 150 people uh, of LucasArts, <clears throat> and they canceled Star Wars First Assault and Star Wars 1313. Um, but the article says Disney will still use the LucasArts name to license games, but the studio is no more. Um, the article talks about how uh, people were trying to get uh, Star Wars 1313 and First Assault. They were trying to get them... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Licensed by another company to be able to still finish them and make them. But uh, a couple sources said that Kotaku said this afternoon the chances of LucasArts licensing licensing ah, licensing out Star Wars 1313 are very slim. The odds are effectively zero, which is surprising to me. Yeah. Why? I don't understand. Why would they say that? I don't know. That's what yeah. Kotaku said. A source said to them. Yeah, I read that too. Sources say it's a slim chance of, of that game being licensed out to someone else. Um, then an update said that we've learned some more about the now-canceled Star Wars 1313, that um, it was officially canceled, um, that it's not going to be made. And this is a uh, quote. After evaluating our position in the games market, we've decided to shift LucasArts from, more, from an internal development to a licensing model, minimizing the company's risks while achieving a, a border portfolio of quality Star Wars games, is what... A quote from Disney. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Well, um, very disappointed to see that Star Wars thirteen thirteen and First Assault got uh, canceled. I talked about uh, First Assault. I don't know a few weeks ago about mm-hmm. how it was closer to the Battlefront mm-hmm. um, game, the closest that we'll get until an actual Battlefront is made. So I'm a little upset to see that get canceled. And Star Wars thirteen thirteen um, looked incredible at E three, and mm-hmm. it's a shame to see these two games get canceled when they look like they had potential. Mm-hmm. And I'm not liking the Disney's acquisition of Star Wars so far. Yeah. They're being a bunch of dicks. Yeah, they are. Okay. Corey, thoughts? I we don't know what to think. We actually had another another feedback thing that I'm going to look up, so 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 go ahead. Um, so I, I forgot we got another email. Disney shows up on the scene and says, hey, we own you now, and we're going to shut you down, so to lower your risk and make sure you're profitable. But I don't understand why LucasArts wouldn't be willing to license out Star Wars 1313. Or what is it? 1313. 1313. Doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't. Well, yeah, but do you think it's them not willing or do they think they won't be able to find a buyer? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with not being able to find a buyer. If anything... It would be because they are selfish? That's I what know. I thought, Corey. Because it's their thing? But that just seems silly to me. If anything, it, it, you'd think they'd want it, want it to get made. Their yeah. pride, I guess. Well, I guess until we hear more, we can't necessarily comment on that, right? Until we hear about what exactly is they why exactly they think that the, the game's not going to get made or that, the, that there's zero chance of someone else buying the game. Yeah, I right. mean, and Disney has, um, what video game? Disney Interactive is the one doing Disney Infinity. Maybe they do it internally through that. I don't know. I can understand why they did it, why they made it just a licensing company as opposed to a game development company. Um, because it is, it lowers Disney's risk uh, to, to have this development studio making games because right now it's risky waters. And it makes sense in that regard 
but to not license out a game that everybody was really excited for for seemingly no good reason is is kind of silly to me. Yeah. Um I think I don't know. I the the more I hear about what Dis- the direction Disney's taking Star Wars, the less I like it. I actually read an article not that long ago that sa- that's saying that they think Disney's going to completely jettison a lot of the expanded universe stuff. Which to me is more interesting than even the, the the movies are, and I know like George Lucas said, the only actual Star Wars canon is the movies. But I feel like even he probably felt some of, some sort of responsibility to the expanded universe to adopt some of those ideas if he was going to make another movie. I don't think Disney has that same responsibility um, because there's a ton of interesting storylines and characters and and all that stuff in the expanded universe that I think they could use and draw upon. Um, the whole story after what happens after the um, Return of the Jedi is extremely interesting, and I think they could have made an awesome movie out of that. Obviously, they would have needed to change a few things, but um, I, th- I think they could have at least taken the foundation from what happened after Return of the Jedi and made a good movie out of it. Um, now, like, who knows what the hell is going to happen, you know? And th- that's just that's just on the movies. Um, I think them axing the games... Like I think one of the things that kept people fans of Star Wars now is is the games, and then the Clone Wars television show, which they also canceled. Um, instead of putting Disney taking it and putting it on their own channel, they just got rid of it, and they're making their own now. Could it be good? Yeah, but a lot of people like that Clone Wars television show, and it's gone now. You know, they could come out with crap. Who knows? This is why we can't have nice things. Exactly. Yep. Like I, I at first I kind of like like when I heard that uh, Disney was going to put J.J. Abrams in, in charge of the next Star Wars movie. I was like, okay, that I, I think they're going to take it in a good direction. But nope. all the other stuff around it, it's like, what, what the hell are you doing? You know, I think the games are what people kept people interested in Star Wars. Right? Well, at least we can look forward to the next Kingdom Hearts having Star Wars characters in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was silent for a couple <laughs> seconds. I don't know. I've been itching to play Kingdom Hearts, not you yeah. The old Kingdom Hearts is, was pretty cool, pretty cool. I don't know. I, I I just don't like it. And the more I hear about it, the more it pisses me off. And the more I think they're just going to rape Star Wars for every penny yeah. it's worth. Yep. Right? Are you getting that impression at all, Corey? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's. I think it's too early to say. To be honest with you. Right. Yeah. Like. To do what they've done with LucasArts and with the Clone Wars especially, I think that's terrible. Um, A terrible move. But, you know, it might be part of this bigger strategy that remains to be seen really what they're going for. I don't know. I can understand, like, when you take something over, you want it to be yours. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of what they're doing. They're they're closing all these doors and, and doing their own thing, which I can understand because, I mean, there's a reason they bought them. Yeah. And they want to enact whatever whatever they had in mind for it. You know, it wasn't just they went in on a whim and, and said, "Let's buy Star Wars." Well, yeah, you don't spend four billion on a whim. I mean, well, I they, would, uh, they without a strategy right, in mind, right? Exactly. But that said, I think it's okay for us to sit here and say that, that canceling is... Star Wars thirteen thirteen and uh, closing down Clone Wars. I didn't know anything about that until you said that, Dan. Yeah, that that just happened recently. Uh, I think I read that article on Kotaku maybe, maybe like two an hour or two before we started. That's a that's a new development. 
um, them them canceling the Clone Wars television show, which yeah, is extremely extremely popular. Yeah, I would say those are two bad decisions. Yeah. Okay. On, on Disney's behalf, but you know, you never know. Uh, Kotaku thinks there's zero percent chance of it getting licensed out. I wouldn't say that. That was what a source said, not Kotaku saying that. Uh, okay. And we don't That's... know like how much of the game they actually had done. They might not have had anything other than what they showed at E3 last year. That's true. Take you Could know, have just been mostly a tech demo, trying to put it on a, a positive spin on it. But if they had any kind of game surrounding what they were doing at the at E3, I, it looked awesome. And I like that it was going to be a grittier, darker Star Wars. I think, you know, the people that grew up with Star Wars, uh, you know, and it was even a little a little bit before my time because the the Return of the Jedi came out the year I was born, so it's a tad before my time. Um, but you know, I was still a fan. But the, I think the the fans that grew up with it kind of want to see a darker, uh, more gritty Star Wars universe, you know, as opposed to flashy lightsaber kitty Jedi battles, you know. Pixar Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. But I, I know they're. I understand that they're trying to, to attract new fans to the Star Wars franchise. But I don't think canceling video games is the way to do it because I think video games are the gateway into people getting interested in Star Wars. And if Star Wars 1313 was going to be a good game, that's the best way they could have attracted fans to it. And the Clone Wars television show, too, which, you know, you agreed that canceling those is probably a bad decision. But, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, Anything else I want want to chime in about? No. No. Okay. All right, who wants to go next with roundtable discussion? Eric does. I'll go next, Dan. Will okay. wants me to go Eric, next. Yes. Do the shot. Go ahead, Corey. Do a shot. You can talk. I just okay. wanted to say I was doing it. All right. Um. Yeah. So anyway, like I said, um, this isn't still not confirmed, but uh, I trust Kotaku, and they said that two Kotaku sources have added more credence to the the rumors about Xbox. This is from Steven Totilo today. Um. The next Xbox will require an internet connection to start games. Um, Basically, I'm just going to read you a couple quotes that they were emailed from their sources. Uh, He says, unless something has changed recently, Durango consumer units must have an active internet connection to be used. If there isn't a connection, no games or apps can be started. If the connection is interrupted, then after a period of time and he thinks he remembers it was three minutes, the game app, the game or app is suspended and the network troubleshooter starts. So, not good news at all. No. Like, it's terrible news for I, Xbox. Because I think that's the same as as uh, needing an always online connection. It, it, yeah, is. it is. It is. Like, who, three because, minutes goes by like that when you're playing a video game, and you're going to be like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and, you know, my sometimes during the day, my internet connection will go through couple hour periods of time where it's slower Shoddy. than dial up yeah um and it doesn't happen all the time but it's it's frequent enough that it would it would interrupt my gaming um i've had trouble you know i think was it last summer when my internet was out for like two whole weeks um mm-hmm. if i couldn't play my games that i had bought on my new system for two whole weeks that's crazy and kotaku went as far as to say that their main source for this story is very accurate has source. A, has a perfect track record in getting these things right. Mm-hmm. So, Ugh. if you were worried about it, you should probably get a little more worried about it. Yeah. 
depends on how recently. I wish it said, like, unless something has changed instead of saying recently, like, in the last month. I so think, we kind of got an idea. I think they did qualify it saying that at some point in that article, or maybe it might have been a different one that I read. I think they did qualify, unless something is, like, the, the source said, unless something has changed since whenever. It's, um, it says recently. It just says yeah. recently. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to see. I don't, th- I, not that I read Dan, but I didn't read it, you know, too, too thoroughly. I just, God. I don't know. Just the, the PS4 sounded better and better, you know? And in conjunction with this article, I wanted to read another thing that was actually on Xbox's side. I don't know how much stock I, I put into this guy. It's the Atari founder, Nolan Bushnell. This is from GameSpot today. Um, by Eddie Makich. He's the, the Atari Macu. founder. Makuch? Maku. Maku. I think it's just Maku, right? Yeah. Mac or Maku. Eddie Maku. Um, he is Nolan Bushnell. The Atari founder is putting his backing on the Xbox 720 because he says it has stronger software tools than the PS4. And he's also talking about how the Xbox already has in place a good online service where PS4 really has to revamp theirs to make it better. Um, it's kind of weird to me because all we've heard from developers is how good the PS4 stuff is and how user-friendly it is for them, and they're all really excited about it. And here he is talking about how crappy it is and, like, how much better the the Xbox 720 is going to be with that stuff. And he just says that um, Microsoft, because of their strong software tools, will end up with much better products sooner, easier, sooner and easier, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And he's basically the only person I've heard say anything bad about what what Sony's offering. Yeah, I've heard developers. nothing but good things so far. Yeah, so I don't know what 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 I would put into this guy's stock, but um, well, what has Atari done? I mean, yeah, well, that's on. yeah. That was I wasn't gonna say that because there's a pretty good chance that I didn't know about something. But since Corey brings it up, what has Atari done? I mean, from the, from the software development thing, I think you know because Microsoft is the operating system, you know, basically for, for gaming that, you know, they probably do have, have it streamlined down to a science, you know? So, uh, but that being said, I know PlayStation four made a concerted effort to, uh, make sure that their, their system was going to be easy to develop for. I think that was one of the mistakes they made with PS three. So, um, and you've heard I, nothing but great things. Yeah, I I think that probably there's not going to be that big of a difference, really. Yeah. Um, I keep hearing from a lot of different people that they're both very PC like, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be that different from developing a game for a PC. So I I don't think there's one's going to be particularly, you know, a lot harder than the other. I just think you know, other than button mapping, yeah, it's not going to be that different, right? Yeah, I mean, I would imagine, but. Microsoft, not a good idea. No, that whole online thing just freaking pisses me off. Yeah. Drive Club looking sexy. Yeah, it's like Drive Club's going to be the yeah. game from the Thumbstick Athletes. Sweet. I wonder how much the cross-medium uh, Windows 8, you know, working on all all systems has to do with that. Yeah, I thought about that because they. It seems like Microsoft wants to make their thing more of a entertainment system that's like movies and all that shit, as opposed to just a gaming console. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like Sony has 
that stuff to an extent, but they're still but focusing it's, a little it's, more it's on more games. more on the games. Um, and I thought that might be a reason why, but I think the people that are buying an Xbox are more interested in the games, games yeah. whereas that stuff's all nice to have as a secondary thing. Yeah. And they're going to be more pissed off that they have to be online to play a game as opposed to, well, I have to be online because i got Netflix on here. Yeah, what it's what it seems to me is Microsoft is is, and I, like I we're kind of jumping the gun here because we don't know anything about mm-hmm. what, really what Microsoft has to offer, but I feel like they are going more towards the the person that plays games sometimes, but also you you know uses their Xbox for a lot of other things. Sure, Call um, of Duty guy. Well, yeah. Call of Duty, college. Exactly. You know. um, but really, like, especially the early adopters are going to be the people that want to buy the system for games. Games, for sure. If you're, if you're looking at all the other entertainment stuff, fine, down the line. Because, like, Netflix and and Hulu Plus and HBO Go, that's all stuff you can use your 360 for. You don't need a new system for that. Mm-hmm. People want to buy the new system for games. Yeah. Oh, and that's a good point. I, I, just don't, I just don't know if, if they realize that now, you know? Doesn't seem like it. They're more about the entertainment than the just the games. At least that's what it seems now. So I mean, it seems it. We have well, that's everything we're getting. And yeah, especially know. with the fucking connect and. Jesus. But hey, you know what? Competition is always good. So sure. if if PlayStation comes out and really hammers Xbox hard, they'll wisen up. Hopefully, hopefully, you know. Suppose we'll we'll see shortly because huh? I think I think uh, the PlayStation was wisened by wisened up. With their with the whole, their whole making it better for games, definitely seems it um, from from the 360 and the PS3, um, at least in North America. Um, I think worldwide PlayStation sold pretty well, but I think in North America it got got pretty pretty beat. Not not too bad. Probably not as bad as I think, but I definitely know more people with an Xbox yeah. and PlayStation. So you think that might be Microsoft's strategy, though? The whole like because Windows 8 is sort of ubiquitous on all their devices that. The always online is just a symptom of making that as powerful as possible, wherein everything is sort of integrated, like your phone and your video game system and your computer are all speaking with each other at all times to make the transition between any of the three seamless. Yeah, no, they're definitely trying to do that. Um, But people have... Like I said, especially the early adopters are buying the system for games and not for its integration with Windows 8 PCs or Windows Phone 8 phones, you know? Yeah. But like you said, it's really – it's I, I feel like it's kind of hard to say whether people would want that or not before we even see mm-hmm. what the console can do. Yeah. Um, they're definitely going in that direction with everything being one. Like, I think they're trying to make it everything have one operating system. At least it seems like. Yeah. So I, I definitely think they're they're going in that direction. I don't know if that's uh, that means so. it mean, needs to be online all yeah. the time. I mean, even if it's just, I don't know. How many people do you think would buy the console? Not knowing that you have to be online, and then not being able to do anything with it. A fair amount. It's like probably it, more than you yeah. think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's that holiday rush mentality of going out, like oh, oh hey, my kid needs system. the newest thing. Oh shit, I don't have a good internet connection. You know what I mean? I, they people aren't going to realize stuff like that. We unless, don't even know if it requires a good internet connection, though. Well, whatever you want to call it, but 
it probably does. You know, at least to some extent, a fairly good internet connection. And, yeah, I think a lot of people probably won't realize what they're getting into because their kids may realize it, but they're not going to. Or maybe their kids don't. Yeah, their kids might not. Yeah. Especially the younger ones just coming up and just the younger people just coming up into video games. You know, the 13-year-old, 14-year-old kids that are getting into video games now, they're not going to know the difference. Yeah. For the most part. Agreed. And I hope Call of Duty bro doesn't know the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I just, I I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to hold, uh. Wait and see. Hold my judgment really on the whole thing until I, I see what they have to offer. Oh sure, yeah. yeah I just thought it was worth doing. talking about, you know, because I, I like Kotaku and yeah, they seemed pretty sure about it. So I just I still have a hard time believing that they would do well, that. Like, the, on, the only reason I have a hard time believing it is because PlayStation's not doing it, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like a pretty big stand. One way or the other, and maybe they're willing to accept the fact that they're going to alienate some gamers, but yeah. they're still probably going to sell a lot of systems yeah i'm just thinking like when when you hear always online like we have we as a society have one idea of that in our heads and i i just think like the the xbox 720 version of always online will be nothing like that we as a society have the SimCity idea in our head. And Diablo but, 3. And Diablo 3, but you're saying that it could be completely different, right? Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm no. thinking like it's just a. Uh, uh, and this is, don't get me wrong, this is still like an obstacle that's an issue, but it could just be a simple like communicate, a pinging, you know, just making sure what you're playing is authentic and that's it. Just a little like back and forth between Microsoft and the user. Yeah, and you know the Xbox as we know it doesn't have built-in Wi-Fi, or does it? The new ones. The, the new, new ones, ones do. The new ones do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that was a big issue with the old ones. I feel like if they come with built-in Wi-Fi, it might make it a little bit easier. But at the same time, and that's what I'm saying, like it's still an obstacle. Not everybody has Wi-Fi at home. It's mm-hmm. true. So I don't know. I- I don't know. We, I, I'm really looking forward to their press conference. Oh, though, yeah, it's, it's exciting. They need to have what it. What the hell this thing is. They need to have it so we can put some of these rumors to bed or, you know, know, know what they're going to have. Um, I'm, I'm at least a resident right now planning on not buying a console when they first come out. Um, I think if Microsoft wows me, which I don't think is likely, I might still get an Xbox, but it's it's doubtful at this point. Very doubtful. Um, especially with how happy I am with the way the way PC gaming's going, you know. Glad it's good for you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Corey, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab another uh, switch juice here. All right. While you do that, I actually really have to pee, so I'm gonna go do that. We'll we'll, ta- we'll take a uh, thirty second timeout while Corey gets his drink, and you guys chit chat. Will and I can. You know, Corey's back. What should I'm... we talk about? Will you want to talk about your baseball game today? Not really. Rather not. Okay. I know what we can talk about. What? What? Chicks. Chicks. All right. I mean, yeah, let's talk some chicks. We didn't talk enough chicks on this episode. What's going on with chicks? Podcast. I don't know. They're baby chickens. Yeah. <laughs> I do like eggs a lot. Eggs are great. You eating anything good lately? 
you know what? I uh, I always order. I like to treat myself uh, sure. from time to time by ordering food. And the way I justify it is on a majority of days when I get home from work for dinner, I have a box of mac and cheese, which costs thirty nine cents. I get it. Yeah, I get I get the Annie's mac and cheese delivered monthly from Amazon. Subscribe and save. What? Really cheap. What? Go on. I'll want to yes. hear more about that later. So I don't spend a lot of money on food. I do I do eat lunch every day at work at the cafeteria there, but that's like six or seven bucks. That's that's reasonable. That's fine. Um, and that those are my meals throughout the day. Yeah. But every now and again, I treat myself and I order Mexican food. And I used to order from this place called Taqueria. Yeah, you've a, mentioned that before. Yeah, a big, nice, tasty burrito. Yeah. Um, and their sandwiches are really good, Mexican sandwiches. But this this past, I guess it was Tuesday, I ordered from this place called Guadalajara del Dia. Of course. Yeah. It's day of the Guadalajara. Yeah. <laughs> ordered, <laughs> ordered myself some nachos, some guacamole and chips mm. and a burrito. And it was... Far and above better than the taqueria. Really? But Delivered. there's no way you'd know that. Nobody, unless somebody said to you, why do you order from taqueria? You got to order from Guadalajara. I would never know that. Well, that's the great thing about New York City, Corey, is there's so many different places you can eat. Like, around here, I struggle with that because, you know, it's it's nice to go out with, with the lady for dinner or whatever every now and again. And, like, there's only so many places here. Like, we traveled to Ithaca last week, but I don't... I hate having to travel a freaking hour away to do something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, we ordered some foliage Chinese for lunch the other day. Oh, Foliage is good. God, is that good. Where's that? It's on Riverside Drive. Mm, it's in that right. plaza there. There's a subway and a CBS. Okay. Really good stuff there. Uh, before we move on to Corey's roundtable, I, I got the email that we got. So oh, good. I'm going to read that right now. Let me move my mic here. It is from Donnie. I won't, I won't give the last name or it doesn't matter. He probably doesn't care. Okay. Uh, Donnie, we'll, we'll do Donnie T. How's that sound? Um, says, hey, guys, I listen to all your shows, and I have come to the conclusion that Will needs to talk more. Now, maybe it's just because he is my bud, but, yeah, I love your podcast and also was wondering which new console should I wait to buy, the new PS4 or Ooh. Xbox 720 or whatever they are going to officially call it. Now, we kind of talked about that a little bit before. Um Probably at this point, still wait and see. Um, right now, it's looking like PS4 is going to – at least I think we all agree that PS, PS4 right now is looking like the better console, but you never know. We haven't seen we, anything. We have to see Xbox first, um, but right now uh, PS4 is looking better. Um, I'm probably – I'm at least as of right now thinking of sitting out the next – at least launch First of the next console, here. but uh, I, I will get one eventually. Definitely, but I might might just stick to PC gaming for until like next next year. Um, next year at this time, I'll probably I would I would probably would probably be the latest. I would wait to get one of the new consoles. So, yeah, um, but yeah, I agree. Will needs to talk more. Yeah, I hear that a lot. <laughs> you need to caffeinate before you come in here. Yeah, I'm always really tired. Yeah, just so, do a bunch of cocaine. Cocaine works. That's what I do before every episode. <laughs> Yeah, it brings your sparkling attitude. More of an ecstasy guy. We'll no, just well, shot a uh, nice well, I was talking about you. my burrito. <laughs> yeah. I, I spilled my shot of whiskey straight onto my iPhone. Oh, jeez. Did it sizzle and burn? 
No, but I had I have the Otterbox Defender. Yeah. Oh, so you're okay. I, I quickly ripped it off. Not a drip got onto my actual phone. Perfect. How how do you like your phone case, Corey? I love it. It's well, kind of clunky and big, but uh, was it worth the money? Yes. Okay. I would not exchange it for the world. I've dropped my phone so many times. Like I said, I just spilled my shot on it and nothing got through. So perfect. Okay. I uh, definitely recommend the investment. And and I bought it. I got it at AT and T. Um, and for whatever reason, I didn't know they did this. They like insured it, and they said if if any if your case ever like splits or any of the pieces come off, just bring it back and we'll replace it. Cool. I don't know if that's exclusive to AT and T. I don't know. Okay. What do you got for us, Corey? My round table is another thing about Bioshock Infinite. The pro uh, the name of the the title of the article is the problem with Bioshock Infinite's combat. Uh, by Kirk Hamilton, also on Kotaku. Man, we're we're doing a lot of Kotaku today. It's good shit. We yeah. always have. I like them. Me too. It is, it is good shit. Uh, so he kind of makes the argument that combat is Infinite's primary activity. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I feel like most of what I was doing was opening things. Yeah, searching for stuff. <laughs> searching for stuff. Silver <laughs> Eagles. Mostly. I feel like that was that dominated more of my time than anything else in that game. Um, but he also thinks that, though he doesn't think the combat serves Infinite in any way, which is kind of something I said a little, to some extent or another, uh, he kind of just wants to discuss how it was implemented, and in this case, poorly. Um, and like I said, he echoes something I stated. He says, I returned to the first two games upon finishing Infinite and found that compared to the new game, the first two almost feel like tactical strategy games, uh, which is something I said that, you know, how you kind of had to be, I felt like you had to be more creative in the first two games with everything. And in this one, it was kind of, kind of run and gun for the most part. Bro game. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit, little bit bro gaming, but uh, he actually quotes all of Jonathan Blow's tweets on the subject, oh, nice. and essentially gets at the reasoning uh, for the the shield, which is new to Infinite, and some of the other stuff, and how that was sort of the downfall of Bioshock Infinite's combat. Uh-huh. So this is a Jonathan Blow a series of tweets. I'm just going to read through them quick. Uh, he says, playing Infinite, I realize that Halo-style recharging shields are actually a huge mistake in shooter design. But all shooters use them now. Since people are going to ask, there are two problems. One is about emotional pacing. One is about gameplay crispness and fairness. With shields, you are always doing okay in the medium and long term. They low-pass filter the emotional high of surviving a tight situation. You can have a tight situation on the order of 10 seconds, but not on the order of 5 minutes, which matters more. Which I think is... is v- very observant and not something I would have really realized because when you have this shield, it's sort of this safety barrier. And yeah, when your shield's down, it's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, I gotta hide. But throughout the the entire, uh, what's the word? The the entire span of the actual combat. Because like in Bioshock Infinite, when you when you enter combat, you you it's more or less a combat arena. You go to an area. Um, that's set up for combat, and that's when all the enemies come in. You have to kill them all before you can move on. And when you have a shield, that whole span of combat is is not. It's not like a whole five minute emotional roller coaster. It's short bursts of like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, I gotta hide, like you know, just to recharge your shield. 
Um, but he goes on to say, the Christmas problem is, in order to provide difficulty, designers now have to overwhelm your shields all the time, which means designing situations that are spammy. <clears throat> in parentheses, he says, get hit from all directions so you can't process what is going on. These are confusing and not fun. These feel messy to play, but they happen all the time because they have to, or like Infinite does, have super attacks that take away all your shields at once and a third of your health, which feels steeply unfair. Um, the Handyman is one of those guys that can knock down your shields and a third of your health, which does feel a little bit unfair. Yeah. Um, but like like Jonathan Blow says, the game kind of has to do it to make it more difficult for you. Um, and like he also points out, you get shot at from all directions because that's the only way they can get your shield down. Also, he says, shields train the player to ignore getting hit most of the time, which becomes grating at the end when guys start hitting hard. You've trained the players for one thing, but then give them another. I think shooters are much stronger experiences when it matters if you got hit. In shield games, you get hit all the time, like flies buzzing. So, uh, Kirk... Is it Kirk? Is that who it is? Yeah, Kirk Hamilton. Yeah, Kirk, Kirk Hamilton basically just sums it up by saying, in Infinite, um, by virtue of its setting, every enemy, almost every enemy has a gun. And because of that, you're always getting shot. And the way to deal with that in Infinite is by giving you a shield to help protect you. Um, but because of that, you get all these issues that Jonathan Blow brings up that you know you, you have to make... Uh, you're, you're training the player to get used to getting hit and then all of a sudden they're going to start dying at the end of the game which happened a bunch to me bunch to me i don't know about you guys i hardly died at all until towards the end of the game when everybody started hitting harder because i was used to taking damage <clears throat> and then all of a sudden the damage is too much and it's a little overwhelming yeah and then also to make it a little more difficult you have guys like the handyman who can knock down your shields all the way and damage a third of your health otherwise you're never going to lose health and that feels a little unfair um so I, you know, I, I kind of said without justifying it well why I thought the combat was kind of middling in Infinite. Again, it's not bad, but I didn't think it, it lived up to Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, and I think this just kind of uh, <clears throat> explains a little bit better what I couldn't um, in that regard. Do you guys think there's anything to that, or do you think it's just Jonathan Blow blowing smoke? <laughs> no, I think Jonathan. I think he's he's right on with his observations. Uh, that being said, I didn't feel like i didn't never had a problem with the combat i thought it was fine um but i thought i also felt like the combat was ancillary to everything else in the game like you know like nothing about the combat was memorable or anything i think what i'm going to take away from the game is is the story and exploring the the world with with elizabeth as your as your uh your you know your your compatriot um combat it's 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 okay, uh, forgettable. I think um, I didn't have I didn't think it was awesome, but I didn't think it was uh, uh, really bad either. Like I, I I like I said, I understand everything about what Jonathan Blow was saying, and it, he's right. I think about everything, but I never like I just breezed through the combat parts as as just fighting, and then moved on to the next story part of the game. And I yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I said it, you know complaining about that stuff is is irrelevant to what the game's really about and i think uh, like kirk hamilton says you know he's not he's not discussing whether combat serves a narrative at all he just wants to observe the combat on its own yeah and in this regard i think he and jonathan blow are right that it's it's not it's not as good as the 
uh, Bioshock one and two, um, and and some of the design stuff that Jonathan Blow calls to attention, I think is is important to acknowledge and yeah. in a lot of sense in a lot of ways. And that might be why it was just passing. You know, it was just whatever for me. I didn't really care. Yeah. It it's kind of interesting to think what if. Um, you know, Bioshock was not only a great story, but a great, great shooter. Game. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Like, I, I get what they're saying about the shields. Um, that makes sense to me. Um, the short bursts of of worrying once your shields get depleted. Um, but I think from a narrative standpoint, like what they wanted to do is they didn't want to make it seem like Booker could take all these bullets and not uh not feel any effects from being shot all the time. Yeah. So I, I think I think the the shields serve that purpose of okay, he's not actually getting hit by the, all these bullets. Um it's only occasionally when his when his shields get depleted that he's actually taking bullets. Yeah. I don't know if that's that's maybe more the direction they were going as opposed to to changing the the tension of the game. No, I don't think the intent was to change the tension of the game. I think the it's the shield was more of a symptom of the setting, which Jonathan Blow kind of alluded to, right. um, because all the the characters in this world would have guns, and Booker was constantly getting shot at from all directions. They needed a way to deal with that, right? To make it seem like he's not getting shot all the time and getting away right. scot free, right? Right. Because he's not it, technically quote unquote getting shot. The shield is more of a symptom rather than uh, than than them than them them trying to change the right. the yeah. tension of the game. Yeah, right. that makes sense. Yeah, well, anyway, I, I know when I discussed it last week, I didn't do a very good job of saying why, and I just thought that kind of shedded some light on the, situation. Yeah, well, thoughts. I don't care one bit. I think Jonathan. I don't know. I don't find the shield thing a big deal in yeah. the slightest. I thought the combat was fine. It doesn't hurt the game. It doesn't hurt or help it. No, it's just it's combat. Who cares? Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Well, again, like everyone's acknowledging that it's just you know taken on its own. This is why it was just fine. Yeah, my thoughts unchanged. Don't really care. I mean, Jonathan Blow can think whatever. Whoops. I'm getting another beer, by the way. What do you want? Oh, I don't know. We're down to four. Uh, wait, how many shots did I do? Three or two? Three. Three. All right, I'm gonna do four. Two. So Cheers. we're down. So we're down to three. Down the hatch. Mm. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> okay. Ooh. All right. So thanks for that, Corey. Anything else you wanted to add about Bioshock Infinite Combat? No. Okay. All right. I wanted to talk about. I've actually wanted to talk talk about this for a few weeks. I'm not going to fill out this topic like I really wanted to, but it's about um, all the controversy about uh, like women in gaming and women as main characters in games. Um, I, I want to specifically talk about uh, the women as main characters in games because um, some people had said that. Uh, and I don't even know where I read this. I should I should have looked it up before I came, but or before I before we start recording. But one of the things that that one of the th- I I want to say it was a game developer is that that gamers don't want to play as f- like female characters. Was that right? I think I saw that as a headline on Kotaku that someone someone in the industry said that the 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 gaming consumer does not want to play as a female 
main character, quote unquote. You know, that um, is such an old school thought. Well, exactly. Yeah. I wanted to get. I actually wanted to ask you guys if you would be more or less likely to buy and or play a game because it had a female main character. Now, me personally, a lot of the games that I play where you are given the choice, I play a female character. Um, my main character in uh, Mass Effect was a female uh, Shep. Commander Shepard. Yeah, Fem Shep. Um, I played Dragon Age a bunch, and most of my characters were female. I think I, my main character was a male in that game, but I had a bunch of female characters. Um, Guild Wars 2, I have one male character and four female characters. Um, I generally play as a female character in a game if if you're given the choice between the two. So I wanted to get your guys' opinion. Will, I mean, would you – are you less likely to play a game that has a female main character? No, nah, not at all. I don't really I – I mean, I don't care that much if the game's interesting to me. I'll get it. But yeah. if there's a female character, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. If, that, it's, if it's interesting to me, I'll get it that's regardless. The, that's more my opinion too is, is I, I'm going to get the game if it seems like a cool game. I don't care if the yeah. – the, the main character is a balding space marine. You know that doesn't that doesn't matter to me. Yeah, not at all. Eric, uh, no, it wouldn't steer me away from a game if I thought it looked cool. But I never make female characters, right? Um, I don't know. I I guess for whatever reason, I just feel like a male hero is more believable mm-hmm. in most of the <laughs> games I play. I don't know. Okay, maybe that's sexist. I don't really care. That's just what I think. <laughs> um, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I'd play a game with a female lead character. Okay. Yeah. There right. just aren't many out there, I guess. Right. There there really isn't. Uh, what about you, Corey? Yeah, I, I don't care what gender, you know, race. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't care at all as long as it's uh, – a good character that i can latch myself onto and and have fun with and enjoy the game that i'm playing are there what if it's a north korean woman a north korean woman yeah what is she doing what's she doing playing games for one thing sending nukes over to your home country no what no what i guess what makes this game what's this game north korea (laughs) what's a north korean woman doing other than slave labor i mean honestly (laughs) I don't know. That's what the North Koreans do. That's the, all yeah. they do. They're they're pretty and, much and slaves. Consume propaganda. Yeah, yeah. They're out there. Which, as an aside, the anonymous hacks that yeah. they're doing it's to North really Korean funny. stuff that was hilarious. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, Dan, why do you think you make women characters? I like the idea of Dan's struggling with his gender. <laughs> I should have been. I should have been a female. Yes, that's that's what Dan it is. Is soon going to ask us to start calling him Danielle. <laughs> Danielle. No, I think he's going to go completely off the board with like Stacy or something. Stacy. Yeah, unrelated to his original man name. Stacy's mom. Stacy Martha. Um, no, I like the idea of a badass female character. Um, I think my character in Saints Row the Third is like exactly what I'm what I'm looking for. Could be because it's not something you see as often. I, I, I like a different perspective. I didn't even think. I just played Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, exactly. Yeah. I had no well, problem playing as Lara Croft. Right. Um, I, I, I like the idea of a badass female character because it's not something you see very often. Mm-hmm. You see the balding space marine or or, or middle aged 
uh, angst-ridden soldier. You know, that's that's everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea that you can play like a female in a game is is, is cool because it's different. It's yeah. something different. Yeah, for me. To, to 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 be fair, because I know if if somebody was here debating us, they would say, "Well, yeah, you played Tomb Raider, but she is a hypersexualized not, female." Not in the not, new game. Not she was the game. I don't think. I mean, she looked. She's attractive. Yeah, she looked good in the stuff that she was wearing, but like, I never felt like they were pushing her looks and sexuality on you, right? At all. The I haven't played the game, so I can't speak to it. I'm just going on what I've heard. Um, when she's out in the snow, have you guys gotten to the snow? Well, I beat it. Yeah, but... and she's just as sexy as before she's in the snow. I don't know. I don't know. Nothing stuck out it. to me in, in any regard to that. It's not a very it's not very sexy game. Not at all. Quite the opposite actually, it's but she a lot of times she's like covered in blood and dirt and like yeah. unless you're into that, Corey, which I know you are, <laughs> but Dan and I aren't because yeah, we're normal. There's nothing no, like sexy. I said I haven't played it, so I can't speak to it. I just heard somebody say that and that's all no, going on. No, but, she like, she she looks in good in the re- game, but there's nothing sexy about it, I don't no, think. No, I agree. It, in that regard, though, like people get all up in arms because a lot, let's be honest, a lot of iterations of females in games are sexy. Yeah. Uh, look at how armor is laying on women in a lot of games. It's it's very revealing, well, and for whatever reason, a uh, sports bra made out of metal is a very protective item for a woman, uh, which isn't necessarily the case, but... You know, at that same, at that same, in that same regard, a lot of the iterations of males in games are just as. See, I'm not a woman, so I can't speak from this perspective. Well, but they are like hypermasculine, extremely muscular. Like, yeah, look at look at dudes. like this, Corey. Nobody wants to see a character molded after me any more than they want to <laughs> see like a. Uh, almost 30 chubby woman as well, as a hero in their game like it's not believable i can't fucking climb a mountain and right. run for more than 30 seconds I, and and not all games stick to that because there's the character ellie from borderlands 2 it's ellie right yeah yeah it is ellie um she's not what you would call a classic stereotypical uh, video sexualized yeah well oh. maybe i mean if you're into that but she's the really fat one but i mean people with the overalls i don't remember to be honest Jesus. you haven't gotten you haven't she gotten sounds really hot she's but very hot. that's just might just be me but i don't know i mean of course people are gonna want to look at more attractive people yeah male or female i mean right. i think i think a lot of a lot of female gamers really like nathan drake uh or not is, oh, it, is that uh uncharted is is it Nathan yeah, Drake? It's Nathan Drake. Okay, yeah, from Uncharted. Um, I mean, I don't think dudes have a problem with him being a ha- ruggedly handsome guy. No, no. but I, I guess dudes were never oppressed like women, right? Supposedly were back in the day. I mean, my wife thought Commander <laughs> Shepard was good looking. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. and that was fine. Um, obviously, I don't look anything like Commander Shepard, right? And I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's just it is what it is. People like attractive people. What do you want? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I agree. It's uh, male or female. Yeah, the, video games get a terrible rap, but if you look at what's happening in film, magazines, magazines. Look at the cover of a magazine. You you telling me that that's any worse than video games? I mean, it's covered in scantily clad women who weigh a hundred pounds. Like. I, Women eat up 50 shades of gray. Mm, true. Um, 
I shouldn't have said that because. But anyway, they do the, though, Corey. They do. They they love it. Um, but that you know, it's it's just it's the nature of consumable quote unquote art. It's just like you guys said. It's people like attractive people. There's yeah. nothing nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with that. And and I and I feel like you guys too. You're not gonna not buy a game because one of the characters isn't attractive. No. Not at all. Male or female. Like, that doesn't... No, that's not... That's not what it's about. It's one of my just, favorite characters... It, go ahead. Dan, you you just said it. Uh, I for, Yeah, I didn't realize that's who you are talking about, but in Borderlands 2 is that Ellie. Yeah. She's giant. Yeah. And she's, she's an awesome like, character. She's a handful she's a of women. She's a fantastic character, right. and I love the game uh, partially because of her. Yeah. It's really more about making good characters as opposed to... Um, them having to be good looking or not it's you know if they can make a good character like ellie from borderlands um yeah fine woman exactly like it's more about making good characters and and good games it doesn't matter if it's male or female or what totally agree but you know what at the end of the day it's about making money and if you do you think the average gamer would not play a video game because it has a female lead character not at all but if if it comes down to attractiveness, why would you make not make it attractive? Right. It, unless Ellie is like a specific type of character. Right. You know what I mean? But if if you don't need that specific type of character, why would you not make it attractive? Right. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, one of the stories I'm working at, one of the novels I'm working on writing is uh, about like the unlikely heroes, and the main character is a cripple. And uh, weird. One of like the side characters is the old, decrepit father of a charming, young, handsome uh, sword fighter um, who ends up getting killed, and like the father joins the team of this. I don't know. It's just hmm. an aside, but uh, it's sort of yeah, just just assembling gr- this ragtag, <laughs> unlikely group of adventurers, a group of misfits, going on a v- unlikely adventure. Um, okay. But I think that is just as fascinating, if not more oh, yeah. so than what you'd expect to see out of a hero, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, the other's been done so many times. Exactly. I, I do wish that sexuality was a little more acceptable in our country. Yeah. Because then it wouldn't be as big of a deal as it is. But Well, I mean, you, you sexualize a woman and all of a sudden you're... A pervert. Uh, a misogynist. Yeah. You sexual? I don't know. It's 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 a, a the uh, weekend confirmed had a really good podcast a couple episodes ago where they talk about the Dead Island statue, the bust. Yeah, uh, and there was a dude from England. I can't remember his name who was just complaining about how much bullshit it was that people got up in arms about it. And I feel like when you get that perspective from somebody from a different country, yep. it's a lot more helpful. Yeah. A lot of Americans are blinded by the idea that they need to be offended for everybody else who could possibly be offended by something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Uh, no, I absolutely agree, and it's just it's silly. Mm-hmm. I think that's one reason that people liked Fifty Shades of Grey is because it was a book, and it, it's kind of your your own when you're at home reading it by yourself. Nobody knows that you're enjoying it when you're sitting at <laughs> yeah. home on your couch thinking about rubbing one out and like. Or whatever girls do, clicking the mouse, whatever it is. You know, the, nobody knows that that's going on in their sneaky little book reading. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I'm yeah. perfectly willing to admit when I'm watching porn, I'm going to beat off. Whatever, you know? Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Maybe I'm from Europe. Well, Maybe. when I, whenever I make my characters, uh, female characters, I like to make my char- my female characters good looking because I'm probably going to be playing the game for hours on end. You want to look at that fine part? I want to look at a nice looking character. Sure. I think that's normal. Uh, whether you're a male making a female character or a female making a male character, you're going to want to Why look... did I make my Mass Effect character as ugly as possible? I don't, I don't know why you did that. Because you think differently than yeah, most people, you Corey. You Corey, because you're weird. Most, the four of us yeah. think very differently. But we like that about you. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to get... I've been wanting to talk about this for weeks now. That's a good topic, Dan. Yeah. No, I think we're all with you, Dan. It doesn't matter what sex no. they are or how they look. It's all about making a That's good character game, yeah. and a good game. Lara Croft's looks didn't seep into my head once when I played that game. Yeah. Not even once. Well, did you find the nude code? No. <laughs> I don't think there is a nude I wouldn't, code. Even if there was, I wouldn't even be tempted to go put it in. There is different outfits and stuff, but none of them are, like, skimpy. They're all, like, like well, I think one of them's like, a ghillie suit. Mm-hmm. Um, That's one of hot. them, yeah, I guess one it's of them's like, like a, a good sniper woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, none of them are like the. I think the most revealing one is the is the main one where she's wearing a tank top and like cargo pants, which was made years ago. Yeah, exactly. That's what she's always worn. Right. So, did you guys hear about the Bros Before Hose trophy from God of War Ascension? Yeah, that was a nibble yeah. bit. That was a couple my nibble weeks bit. ago. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I, I mean, you know how I feel about anything like that. <laughs> it's a joke, and people shouldn't take it so yeah. seriously. And you had certain people flipping out about it. Yeah. I'm not going to get into who. We, I still feel like we need a female uh, woman voice on the podcast. I agree. I'm going to retire, guys. You can hire somebody. A female. And, and pay them the negative salary I've received in the last two years. Negative. Okay, bye, Court. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a quick break and be back with what we played right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 89 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I just heard a snore, I swear it. I swear <laughs> it was it. fucking Will. Will, come on. And it caused me to burst out laughing as soon as you started up. Will, grow up. Sorry. You're Are 18 we recording, now. Dan? I gotta yes, drive home. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take this shot right now, because I've got another one to do after it. Corey's cool. got two. I'm drinking my last beer, so Corey's after this shot. 
Go ahead. Cheers. Cool. Cheers. Cool, Corey. Corey's got one more to do. I think all this beer is going to help me sleep tonight, actually. Sure. Doing good nights, rest. Mm. <sighs> I'll go first with what I played. <sighs> um, I didn't get a chance to play too much because I worked this week, so I've been going to bed early and not playing Guild Wars until 3 o'clock in the morning every night. So I didn't play as much Guild Wars as I was like I would like. I did, however, beat Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, for those that haven't listened to our Bioshock Infinite uh, ending spoiler episode, yeah, I wanted to let you know that I did beat it. Uh, I beat it, it. I finished it at three o'clock in the morning on Easter morning um, because I sat. I sat down. Um, you know, Easter Eve, I guess. Uh, I think I started playing at about nine, and I wanted to finish it. So I, I said, through. I, yeah, I said I was going to finish it because we wanted to have the hangover episode while it was still uh, relevant on the on the ending while people are still talking about it. So I sat down and played it for a good six hours or whatever it was. Uh, finished it Easter morning. Uh, it is a great game. Did you like the ending as much? As I love the ending. Yeah, it was very well done. I because it was so late in the morning and because I was so or early in the morning, I guess, and because I was so tired. Um, I couldn't process everything because I, you know, like I said, it was three o'clock yeah. in the morning and I was, I was tired. So I read a little bit about it, um, just to fill in some details that I didn't quite get from, from the ending, mm-hmm. uh, sequences. Um, I, I did get the, the main gist of the story, but there was a, a couple characters that I didn't know like exactly what their role is in the ending. Okay. Um, so I, I, I looked that up and, um, a great ending, great game. Like we talked about, the the shooter elements of it were were just okay, um, good enough to get through. Uh, nothing, nothing exciting there, but but the story was fantastic. And uh, last week when we recorded the episode on Bioshock Infinite, I was only about halfway through, um, and the game took a completely different arena of story, you know, complete completely different uh, path after, like shortly after, um, about halfway through the game, I. We talked about last week. You think it's going one way, uh, and it goes completely a different direction. So, yep. which is cool. Um, I'm glad I was only halfway because I could I could talk about my experiences with the game to that point and what I thought was going on. Um, but obviously, it was completely different from what was actually really going on in the game. So cool. that was cool. Uh, Bioshock Infinite, great game. I would definitely suggest it to everybody, um, even your bro gamers. Uh, give it a try. Uh, you know, there's no multiplayer. You're not going to be fragging bitches. <laughs> <laughs> At least real bitches. You'll be fragging uh, NPCs, but it's, it's a good game. Uh, so I played that. Uh, I obviously played more Guild Wars 2. Uh, I won't talk too much about it. I, I mostly played this week to Corey's clapping. <laughs> Corey's laughing. Um, I mostly played to get my dailies, um, daily achievements, which is... You get a, a jug of karma, you get a mystic coin, and then you get laurels, which you can use to buy better equipment. So I did that. Wow. <laughs> Let me finish. Quiet, Corey. <laughs> you big jerk. Quiet. Um, but 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 one of the things that, that Guild Wars 2 is doing for April is this thing called the Super Adventure Box. And what it is is it's uh, it's almost like a game within a game. It's, it's basically a 8-bit platformer oh. um, that's kind of uh, separate from the game. And they created entire, like, uh, what's the word? Pixel art, like, worlds. Like, okay. it, it's kind of a throwback to, like, um, Mario 64, all the old Mario games. It's 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 done in that style, all with, like, 8-bit music. Um, it's really well done. Uh, there's there's separate jumping puzzles from that. Uh, there's, there's new jumping puzzles in the, in the Super Adventure box. 
Um, it's meant to be like an April Fool, April Fool's joke. It started off as an April Fool's joke, but it kind of it kind of developed into its own like separate game within Guild Wars too. I a little cult following, didn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's gotten a lot of uh, rave reviews on Kotaku and Destructoid. People really like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to play it that much. I did jump into the first world and start doing one of the jumping puzzles, but because I haven't had time to play that much, I didn't I didn't get too into it. But it's it's really amazing, like some of the stuff that that they did with it. Cool. What a what a great out they left themselves for a, a bad reception to it. Like, there's no better time to launch something than on April 1st. So right. Everybody's like, this is terrible. You can just say, oh, is this our April Fool's joke? No, I agree. I agree with you. And it, like I said, it had started out as an April Fool's joke, but they're like, it's it's amazing, like, what they've done with it. I don't. You should try it, Corey, because it's really, it's yeah, pretty I'm cool. Yeah, logging in right now. Um, it's pretty, it's in, uh, it's in, Rat, it's in Radisson. And it's a it's a super venture box. You should be able to just jump right into it. But uh, it's it's like shockingly good for for what it is. You know, at, like just a April Fool's joke. Cool. Yeah, I really like it. I, I next week I'll have I'll have more time to play the actual super adventure box stuff. Like I said, I because I I've, I've been going to bed early because I have to get up early. Um, I haven't played until three o'clock in the morning. So I'll I'll report more on that next week. But that's what I played. Will, what do you got for us? Um, I also played and beat Bioshock Infinite. Hey! Yeah! Um, as Dan and Corey both said, the ending was awesome. It takes a completely different approach to, you know, what you thought was going to happen. So I don't even really need to talk about that. The other game I played a little bit of was Age of Empires 3. Uh, me and my friends haven't played in a while, but we started getting back into playing, and that game is so much fun to play with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question for you guys, though. What? Not you, Eric. You wouldn't know. You're stupid. <laughs> stupid, Eric. <laughs> Could never play Dragon's Dogma. Too steep of a learning curve. <laughs> but uh, I, I, when I host a game, I can usually get all my friends in one game, but two. Their internets do not let them get into the same online match together. Oh, and, firewalls, uh, yep. Nope. Network, <laughs> network address translation. Took a NAT. shot in the dark. Um, it's it's actually something that it. affected your my Xbox a lot. Um. Oh, the NAT settings. Yeah, NAT settings. Yeah, there you go. That's probably what it is. Yeah, fuck you, Will. I do know. Huh? Age Vampires? Yeah, to play online. (laughs) No, it's firewalls. Do you think? I know. All right. You really think think Corey's saying firewall? I agree with Corey. I'm saying NAT. (laughs) NAT seems more likely than firewalls. Make sure you're all open. Age Vampires, is it? Three? Three, yeah. How come you never asked? Why didn't you invite me to play? I don't know if you want to play. You Why could ask. Yeah, okay. We'll we'll get you in a game then. Yeah, I'll play it right now. We do forty minute treaty. You're not gonna like that. Oh, I want to play that. Minute treaty? No. You can what invite you me. More, will got more important things to do with forty minutes. Corey, come on. <laughs> like eat Annie's mac and cheese box. I don't think you're a very good late game player. Ooh. Okay. You aren't. If you don't want to do gauntlet. You don't want to do a forty minute treaty. Here's the thing about the late gameplay. <laughs> It's to a point where I'm so bored that I just I just minimize the box and look on the internet. You browse. You look at Reddit gone wild. I don't know like I don't know what you can be doing for forty minutes to build an army. Corey, I like to fucking watch my civilization flourish. Yeah, same here. I don't know, I can fill up the forty minutes. Doing what? Building. Preparing. 
Oh, you know, speaking of that, uh, Age of Empires 2 HD raises the population limit to, like, 500 or something like that. Really? Oh. It was only 200 before, right? Yep. Oh, that's well, now high. we should probably set a one-hour treaty. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I... If we can get up that. <laughs> it's not even that bad. <laughs> honestly, really honestly I think half an hour goes by like that yeah, when, when I'm does. building my civilization. Half hour goes by, I've got, like... A couple houses built, maybe a farm. I, I would be okay with like a 15, 20 minute piece. That's it. Really? Well, we'll figure it out for next week. When but I'm, I'm saying half hour. I, I've got wits. This is three on one here. All, all going thirty minutes minimum. That Whenever Corey, when I play and I like don't even start my army until the thirty fifth minute, and God, I'm right there with Will. All right, you know, you want to know how I feel about that? What? This is me doing my last shot. <laughs> Corey's got his army built in the fucking eighth minute. And logging into Guild Wars. Corey, I just don't think you're a good late game player. He sends scout in after all your civilians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you send a scout to kill the the wood choppers. Next thing, next thing you hear is the town bell ringing because Corey scouts out <laughs> being a dick. So whoever it is can't gather resources. Right. Well, don't be an idiot. <laughs> Have a defense. <laughs> okay. Saying. Well, don't be an idiot. Yeah, we Fair got enough. we got to play now. Yep. Oh, man, Will threw the challenge down on you, Corey. You're a bad I'm late sorry. gamer. I'm playing Guild Wars. Corey you used to be able to beat me when I was like eight, but remember when Kyle Seymour said that he could take Will? Yeah, and he was right. Will's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Will was like six. <laughs> if that. I must have talked pussy. about that ten times this past week. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Corey, let's play then. I'll play you tonight. Really? Age of Empires 3? Actually, I gotta get a practice early in the morning. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh come <laughs> on. I gotta be rested for baseball. <laughs> it's already, like, midnight. I don't want to get home at 1.30 and play an hour-long game with you. Yeah. Corey. Because then you, then you only get... Eight hours of sleep. He's got a rough morning of BP out of him. <laughs> Banning practice. Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Oh, I only Jesus. like Dan on here. <laughs> I had to throw that. That was great. Cool, Eric. You're real funny. <laughs> that was a good exchange you guys were having. You're real funny. That was good. Uh, all right. What else did you play, Will? I don't want to talk anymore. Okay. You know, we get egged on. Somebody's like, I like the banter between the two of you. <laughs> then it comes to this. And he, I, feelings are hurt. <laughs> Tears will be shed, probably. Well, you better make sure you get a good breakfast in you. Yeah. <laughs> Protein shake before your big baseball break. <laughs> get out. Jesus. Get out of here with your fucking cardinal jersey <laughs> number eight or whatever that is. All right, uh, Will, what else did you play? Nothing. Nothing? He's trying to... <laughs> Damn it. All right, uh, Eric, what did you play? Well, Dan, I would love to share my Battlefield 3 stuff with you, but Will just closed it out on me. Mm. Tough. <sighs> let's, let's grow up a little bit, guys. Will, Come on. Will, mostly. Come on, guys. I can take him. Um, <laughs> all right. I played the Battlefield 3 Aftermath DLC, mm -hmm. which cool. I downloaded half off. It was cool. a nice little deal. Mm -hmm. um, basically, all there's four maps and three vehicles. The maps are all based around an earthquake. 
So the cities are all destroyed. Awesome. I only played three of the maps. Uh, like I said, I don't have the, the names handy because Will decided it was funny to take them off my computer screen. You know an easy way to fix that? Is I could search for it. Well, you could click right there and then go to recently closed. I'm tabs. not going to do that, Will. That's too hard. You dumb idiot. <laughs> then we take it to the, from the baseball player. The, the verbal abuse. From the baseball guy. <laughs> Anywho, Dan and Corey, um, I'm, I'm listening. The maps are called Azadi Palace, Epicenter, Marquez Monolith, and Talamarca. I didn't play Talamarca. I don't remember seeing it on there. But Epicenter is my favorite one. It's just everything's destroyed and from the earthquake. Yeah, it's really well uh, laid out. Azadi Palace is pretty sweet too. Um, when the other team has control of the palace flag, it's awesome trying to rush in there and get it, but it's damn near impossible. Um, the vehicles are Phoenix, Barsuk, and a Rhino. Uh, one of them's a big van. The other two are just kind of like Humvee type of vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, that game's awesome. The only complaint that I have with it is when I try to, when I get into a game because users can rent servers and make their own, mm-hmm. I always get into ones that have specific rules. Like I've, I've said before, I like to be a medic and revive players. There was one where you couldn't revive and I got kicked out for reviving, like... That's dumb. It's that part, is of, really part dumb. of the game, you yeah. know? Yeah, you shouldn't be able to, like... It's not like it's a grenade launcher. Right, you shouldn't be able to... That's, like, a standard... That's yeah. a profession in the game. It is. That One of the benefits is reviving players. Right. Like, why would you want to have a game where you couldn't revive players? Yeah, I just... I, I didn't get it. Um, yeah, but I'm always getting into these ones that have specific stuff, like... Well, does it tell you the rules? Like, is it there It does any... tell you the rules, okay. but I hate it. And yeah. you can't pick. Like, I can't pick what the rules I want. You know right. what I mean? It just puts me in something. And some of the servers only play one map. You know what I mean? I got in a game yesterday. didn't even realize it. I was literally in this game for at least an hour because they had set the, the tickets so high. But by the time I even realized how much time had gone by and how much more time I was going to have to spend in it, like, I, would, I had a lot of experience built up and I didn't want to leave. Yeah. You know? And... I don't know. Which, I just want to play like regular. Which makes the Halo matchmaking that much better because right. you can kind of customize it a little bit. Like you, you, you can go into whatever game type you want, and then you vote on the map, and mm-hmm. they're all they're all like relatively standard. I, th- yeah. I think that's more what you're looking for for yeah. Battlefield. Yeah, 3. I just want standard Battlefield. Here's what we put out. Yeah, I don't want what fucking some douchebag kid that hacked into Mine and Will's Call of Duty put out. Right. Right. He because he rented life. his own private server. Oh. Um, yeah, but that being said, Battlefield 3 is my favorite shooter ever. Really? Oh, yeah. Even better than the first Halo? Yeah. Okay. I love it. Nice. The the realism. Yeah. God. I love the maps. It's just so good. And I want, I'm want i going to get all the, the DLC. I'll probably end up doing it this week. I want to hear what the uh, motorcycles are like. I've yeah. heard they're pretty fun. I've heard that, too. Seen some sweet videos. Mm-hmm. I've heard the fist pumping is pretty good. Is that not? <laughs> Corey, you, this isn't Call of Duty. This is oh. Battlefield 3. What's the difference? A lot. Maybe if you could take the time to get good at one of them, you might be able to play them with me. Fair enough. All right. Corey, did you get into uh, Guild Wars? I did. I did. I mean. Did you get into the Super Adventure box? Uh, where do I have to go? It's in Radisson. Where's that relative to the big map? It's all the way west. It's the the Asura home city. In the in the Magus Falls. 
Oh, no. No. Machuca yeah, Province. Yeah, Machuca. It's uh, southwest of... How they built the map is there's a lot of stuff that doesn't have any zones on it yet. No, it's right. in the, uh, the... Paladol Caverns. Paladol Caverns. No, Paladol Caverns, yeah. That's stuff that's going to be added on for expansions and stuff. Yeah, that's all good stuff. Yeah. All right, I'm in Radisson. All right, Eric. What'd you play? The other thing that I played was Ridiculous Fishing on iOS. Mm-hmm. This game. Uh, it cost me three bucks at the time. It, I had seen it getting good reviews, so I bought it. And it's it's worth it. I really like it. It's one of the more addicting games that I've played on iOS, and I find myself playing it at times when I haven't played other games on my phone, like when I'm just sitting on the couch and I could be playing, playing Xbox. Playing FIFA. I, yeah, I find myself playing Ridiculous Fishing. Really? A lot of upgrading to your guys' fishing equipment, okay. and it's like funny stuff, and there's... Uh, maps to change your location where you fish and there's different types of fish uh basically you have a lure and it sinks down as far as you can go you start out with nothing on your lure and the first fish that you hit is where as far as you go Uh and then your lure goes back up and you catch as many fish as you can and you shoot them basically they go flying into the air and you shoot them and you get money and that's how you upgrade um but you can get stuff added to your lore so right now i think it's not till the third fish that i hit because i electrocute the first two mm-hmm. so you know it helps you go further down and find different fish um yeah, and the way you find new map areas is finding new species of fish but nice they're not real fish or anything that's right. very it's cartoony and yeah arcadey but i really like it it's fun uh that reminds me what was that really good fishing game for super nintendo bass pro bass pro was that it yep there's a really, Another really, one I played really, right. really good fishing game for Super Nintendo. Bass, Bass Masters. Bass Masters. Bass Masters. Yes, Bass Masters. That was good. What do you think about Master it? Bastards. Mo- modern day fishing <laughs> game. Uh, I've always liked fishing games. I played one for the Wii also. How was it? With an actual fishing pole. Uh, it was fun. Bass Masters was probably my favorite, though. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it. I don't think you can top that for fishing games. No. They, I'd play another fishing game. Yeah. It'd I, have to be good, though. You know, I don't want one of these half-ass big game hunter games. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I want some resources you know, poured into it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, with, with I'm with you, Eric. I feel like if a if a fishing game captured what was great about fishing, and that Which is isn't being much. Out in a boat in silence with a six-pack of cheap beer... Uh, and sort a good of meditative in that regard. Six-pack like ecstasy. It would be a fantastic fishing game. Although I will say, one of the things I loved about Bassmasters was the legendary fish that you'd come across. Mm. And they were just like giant, giant fish. Like a fishing fishing tournament game. Yeah. I, I like mean, it. I liked all the boat stuff and like finding your finding the good spots to fish. With and, your fish radar? Yeah. I thought that was finder. cool. I love it. Yeah, the driving the boat around. They could really do some cool things, and it probably wouldn't be too hard. You know? I agree. Travel the U.S. and find your fishing spots. It would probably a Wii U game. Yeah, which means I wouldn't get it. Right. I still, th- <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm still going to get a Wii U. I think. Throw it on the Xbox Live Arcade, and now we're talking. X. How about a virtual console? Can I just buy a virtual, I think it's on console? A virtual console? Just buy a virtual. Co- I don't want the extra shit. On there. Bassmasters. I'm, I'm gonna look. Yeah. I want to look on on my Wii Wii. All this virtual console talk makes me want to get a Wii. They're Dude. really cheap now. Oh, actually, buy Wills. Christy has one. Does she? It's just not here. It's at her oh. parents. Oh, just have her go get it. Yeah, I've told her numerous times to get it. Yeah, 
Because there's a handful of games you probably wouldn't mind playing. On the virtual console, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's what I played. Uh, so Ridiculous Fishing. Yeah, if you're looking for a good one, that's that's a good one to sink some time into, for sure. Okay. Sounds good. Corey. What? What do you got for us? Uh, I'm playing, a, what's this game called? Super Adventure Box. Yeah. What do you think this of it? Is, this is pretty nutty. Um, not sure what to think. I need somebody to like sit down and explain to me what is happening because it's a little overwhelming. Yeah, it's very overwhelming. To just be dropped into, but it it looks like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Stuff is attacking me, and I'm just dodging what they're throwing at me, and they're not hitting me. Well, you're, you have Are you to playing hit, dodgeball? You have to hit them with your stick. Yeah, I'm, I'm smacking them with the stick. <laughs> All right, let me get out of here. Reminds okay, me of so, another um, story. I finally played... Uh, last year's shooter, a game I've been wanting to play for a very long time, Spec Ops The Line. Mm-hmm. This is a very, very interesting shooter. Um, first person? No, it's over the shoulder. Over the shoulder. Um, you play Captain Martin Walker, who is sent to Dubai to recon a mission um, from this dude named Conrad, who was in Dubai ahead of you to rescue a bunch of Dubai citizens, um, and you're a member of the Delta Force, and uh, this this Conrad and his 33rd Infantry, I believe, um, are sort of lost because of all these sandstorms and stuff. So you're going into Dubai, you and this team of two other people are going into Dubai to find out what happened to him. Um, sort of opens with you shooting down a bunch of helicopters, flying through the city, and then it says, two weeks earlier. And then you scoot ahead to you walking into Dubai. Uh, there's, It's not that long of a game. Um, the game, from what I hear, is not about the gameplay. It is about the story, just like in Bioshock. And I had heard that the best way to play it is to just set it on easy and cruise through it, which is what I did. It took me about six hours, and I beat it. Hey. I did beat it. Um, essentially, not to belabor the, the point um, or anything, essentially what the game is about is the effect of the violence and the craziness of war on the human psyche. And it is fascinating. In the game, it starts off It starts off like a typical shooter, like you're, you're Mr. Tough Dude shooting down homies and, and feeling good about Fragging it. Fragging bitches. Yeah, and bitches. fist pumping your bros. And it's you probably, like, yeah, you probably yeah, hated yeah. that. Too violent. And uh, <laughs> one of the understated parts of it is the music. Like, the music starts off very heavy, like, shooting everybody down. This is fantastic. Uh, but it gets to a point where you just, like, <clears throat> and you can, I kind of felt it before the game took it in this direction, but you're just, like, you're mowing down people, and you're like, this just doesn't feel, it, it doesn't feel right. Like, there's something wrong about this. And that is sort of the direction that the game takes it, is this emphasis on violence and, and how it affects your character's mind. And at a certain point of the game, you start to hate the main character that you're playing as because he's just killed so many people. Um, and it's all about uh, like like PTS post traumatic stress disorder and and and. See, I don't want to get into any specifics, but if you want to play the game, I also suggest setting it on easy and just cruising through it because it is a it is a ride and 
it messes with your head the same way game. What was the game that we couldn't remember that sort of messed with your head and how you play it? Eternal um, Darkness. Yep. Eternal Darkness. It it kind of does that to a certain extent. And uh, you get to make some pretty awesome choices at certain points in the game that a, I don't want to say a real world soldier would have to make, but it sort of it sort of draws on that in in what a modern soldier sort of has to go through and see and like I said you're playing the game like a typical shooter and then at a certain point it turns it all on its head and you're you start to question everything and and by the end of it without getting too spoilery spoilery you're like you're just as confused about everything as your character is and that's a good thing because it it uh it shines a light on, on so many of the dark aspects of war and, and all the stuff that Call of Duty and Battlefield, you know, sort of neglect in favor of the glory of gunning down. The romance hundreds, of it. Hundreds of, yeah, the romance of it. And it sucks because it's a 2K game. It didn't sell that well. Um, it didn't get reviewed that well, but at the same time, everybody that reviewed it said the gameplay is meh but the story is something that everyone should experience, um, especially given this first-person shooter kind of funk we find ourselves in. It's it's fantastic. Uh, the, the sandstorm is such a big part of the game. Um, it's a little over the top in that you are shooting out windows that are to the filled to the brim with sand only to knock out the enemies. But that sort of speaks to the... Um, over the top kind of you got to play it. I can't really do it justice right now, but they're like, you'll kill dudes and they won't die all the way. And they'll just be on the ground rolling around, like gasping for breath and like spraying blood. And you're just like, Oh man. You know what that makes me think of is boondock saints. When they make the comment, when they just get done killing like 15 people, they're like, yeah, they don't die real fast. Like, like in the movies, you gotta keep, you gotta keep shooting them. Yeah, and kind of what, it what it's and you, like. What you got to do is you got to walk up to them and press, uh, look down at them and press the B button to execute them. Okay. But it is such a violent game, and and the imagery like is horrendous. It is, <laughs> it moves the soul. Um, and even if you are a supporter of war to start playing the game, I do not feel like you would be one after playing the game. It's rough. It's one I want to play really bad. Yeah, it's an emotional ride, and yeah, like I'm happy I got it for four bucks because you know I heard the game is not great, but like it's something you should experience. Um, but for thirty dollars, I don't, I don't feel like I or anyone else really wants to pay that. It really, it's not worth thirty dollars, as awful as to say. But uh, if you can pick it up for cheap, like I did for four bucks, um, as part of a package deal with D- the Darkness Two. Definitely do it and definitely play through it. It's brief. I think it took me six hours. Is that for console um, also? It's also yeah. for consoles, yeah. yeah. I definitely recommend it. It's a 2K game, you know. They didn't get a lot of credit for it, but they should. Okay. It's uh, it's touching. There's a there's a point in the game where uh, you, you uh, have no choice but to rain down phos- phosphorus the phosphor fire, the the chemical fire all over a bunch of people. Um, 
And when whereas whereas in a lot of games you would do that and you'd you'd kill all your enemies and move on. In this game, you kill all your enemies and then you have to walk through what you just did and just look at everybody and and charred to a crisp. Some of them still alive, gimping around. It's oh, it's terrible. I like it, but I, like I recommend it. It, it sounds sounds like a good game. And the and the music that plays. Um, sort of change the music that plays during the combat sort of changes with the game whereas in the beginning it's like this heavy metal like yeah dude bro fist pump kill everybody it sort of changes to like a walking dead sort of like you know like a a slow deliberate kind of what the fuck is going on pace it's it's great nice okay yeah anything else uh nope all right, uh, that so so recommended. Spec Ops line, if you can find it cheap, recommended. Highly recommended. Um, okay. If you buy it, they will make more games like it, and that's a good thing. Yeah. All right. Excellent. That everyone. Any, any anyone else want to chip in with anything? No. No. Okay. Corey, uh, Super Adventure Box. Thumbs up for me. It's pretty cool. I yeah. just don't know what's going on. Yeah. No, I, I didn't either. I hopefully I'll have a more more complete report on it next week. Um, and I'm only going to talk about that in Guild Wars because it's something different. Uh, you know, I won't I won't talk about all the time I spent in World vs. World this week or anything like that, but, you know. Uh, let's see, the usual Facebook page is facebook.com slash thumbstickathletes. Our Twitter, dot com, or tw- our Twitter page is twitter.com slash tsathletes or at capital T, capital S, athletes. Our website is www.thumbstickathletes.com. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can ask a question or leave us an intro for one of our, our episodes. It's 607-527-0547. Or if you want to email us directly, you can email us at thumbstickathletes at gmail.com. Like I said, uh, I think it was during the feedback segment. If you have any ideas for show topics that you want to hear, uh, let us know. We were always open to suggestions for, for show topics. Um, always, uh, we like lots of feedback, so uh, feel free to chime in with any feedback. Also, uh, if we happen to miss your feedback, let us know because, as I said, I had lost one for a little while. I, fi- I finally dug it up. So if we do miss something that you that you post, let us know, and we'll, we'll be sure to get to it. Uh, also, if you're going to be ordering anything from Amazon and you want to help out the podcast, just click through our Amazon banner on our website. Uh, clear your cookies first and then place your order on Amazon. Click through our banner place your order. Uh, it helps out the podcast financially a little bit, uh, which is always a nice thing. No matter how small your order is, if you're ordering an HDMI cable for $3, uh, that still helps and adds up. So, so definitely do that. Uh, upcoming games. I don't know if there's Injustice, anything. Injustice, April 16th. Injustice, April 16th. Dead Island, Riptide. Is there something coming out at the beginning of May? I feel like there's a game coming out at the beginning of May. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Remember me. The Last of Us? Last of Us yeah. is June. Company Heroes 2 is June, too. We'll, we'll, we'll look it up and let you know. Pick of Truth, I think, was supposed to be, wasn't it? What's that? Pick of Truth? Yeah. Oh, no, Stick of Truth was supposed to be March, beginning of March. That's crazy. Thank that sucks. God, it wasn't. We're playing that right now. I know. I can't wait for the stick of truth. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that'll do it for episode 89 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. And Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.